If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friend Zone. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to talk about our S effect. We've talked about the beauty of donkey milk before. Shout out to Exora Botanical Beauty. Donkey milk cleanser, donkey milk lotion, donkey milk moisturizer, all of the donkey, which works so well for not only dry eczema prone skin on adults, but also babies. And can we take a moment to talk about this donkey milk retinol we tried from the S Effect? Are you ready to hear about the hottest thing in skincare right now? It's the superhero of retinols, able to lighten up sun damage, hormonal pigmentation, melasma, eczema scarring, you name it. And the best part, it's gentle enough to use without causing any irritation. But wait, it gets even better. The brainiac behind this magical potion is none other than a practicing cosmetic chemist and esthetician named Star. She's the mastermind behind the S-Effect products, and she's here to revolutionize your skincare routine with some of the most unique and effective products we've ever tried. Now look, that retinol may be small, but trust us, it packs a big punch. And to make things even better, we're giving you 15% off, a code that'll make it easier to add this little gem to your cart. So what are you waiting for? Head over to melopop.co and use code FRIENDZONE20 and let us know how it works for you. That's code FRIENDZONE20 at M-E-L-A-P-O-P dot C-O. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. is the friend zone. So what you be saying about me behind my back when you be mad, when I make you mad? Just tell me. You gonna whoop me? No, I'm not gonna whoop you. I promise. What you be saying? I be saying, this motherfucking bitch be asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> what? How old was that baby? How old was that child? Enough, apparently. <laughs> because she had be asking me questions. Now here's the thing about welcome to the friends on you. We be looking at all things mental health, mental hygiene. You gonna Mental whoopings, right? Because who in the hell wants a badass child? But anyway, Ooh. this little girl gonna say. She said, I be saying, 
this motherfucking bitch be asking me questions. Gotta <laughs> be Dustin's kid. But what's she lying? You your kid a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> That's a, little a bit. lot of bit. <laughs> but, 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 she, but was she right though? You know what I'm saying? Because number one, I don't like being questioned. <laughs> Never have. Even as a child. And furthermore, what had the mama just done? Ask that motherfucking question. What do you be saying when I'm not around? You know what I'm saying? I be saying... This, this motherfucking bitch be asking me questions. Of parents asking kids to be honest about what they say has taken my breath away because these kids be so little and be talking greasy. Yes, and make and it, it makes sense. It's it's logical speech. Like the things that <laughs> right, they say right. make it's, sense. Act, it's fair, but it's also shocking because it'd be like, you bitch, you know, you yeah. crazy ass bitch, and the kid be like three. You're like, what? Like, <laughs> But does it make you wonder if you were ever well maybe not as bad well maybe as bad as some of those kids and maybe you forgot or I continue was. to be bad? There's like, no question. I remember true. being. I don't in, know if I was three thinking like this I, motherfucking bitch be asking me questions. I don't know. I distinctly <laughs> and clearly and vividly, colorfully, colorful <laughs> eyes right over here. Colorful <laughs> memories. No, you didn't. I remember being in my kindergarten classroom. Ooh. Shout out to my oh, teacher. My I'm not gonna say her name. But I remember being in that classroom and cussing with my classmates in kindergarten. I remember the Stop thrilling. It, it felt so thrilling. Saying cuss words. My personal <laughs> thing, because I knew my little mind, like I knew that you were supposed to associate that with being uncomfortable or irritated by something. And mm-hmm. I always hated the smell of Play-Doh. So like when they would be playing with that Play-Doh or whatever, every time they open it up, I get to... Get you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> under my breath to the people next to me. You know, that's what we did. I remember, and it felt thrilling. Like, I remember that shit. Not, I that's do. shocking. <laughs> Imagine you, the kindergarten teacher, and you take our Play-Doh, and the kid oh. is like, bitch, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this shit? <laughs> It, for Y'all me, it was more like damn and ass and hell. You know Y'all ever saying? seen the clip where the teacher was like, good morning, everybody. And the kid says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And she was like, no, no, yeah. thank you. He said, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then they got his ass <laughs> up out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I screamed. <laughs> but was it relatable? Justin. Fran, you know we not we don't be liking to talk in the mornings. We love each other. We would get on the in that uh Uber to the airport. Good morning, Fran. Hey. Good morning. Silence. Yeah. Yeah. And we just laid out. Let my brain Fran, come online. Bless Fran's heart though. She would try to get, say it in a nice tone. It wouldn't be a lot said, but it'd be a really nice tone. Hi. <laughs> and <Good> scene. <laughs> I remember one friend once, one time was like, wow, Asante, you have a lot of energy in the morning. <laughs> That's my nice way of being like, wow. I'm saying what that little boy said. <laughs> what you say that little boy said? It's literally <laughs> picked it up right there. <laughs> I'm I, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, oh, okay. Let me get this home. Okay. <laughs> Listen, sometimes uh, emotion oh, is an emotion. And today we're going to talk shit. about emotion later on. But an emotion Woo. is an emotion. And I don't give a damn what the vessel is. The emotion is the same. Irritation fair, in this it's case. So little. Yeah. You get tired of your. And, and most parents, what, they're in a constant state of questioning when it comes to the, the, the dialogue with their kids. We don't be want to talk in the first place. So you got to pull it out, the kid, which means you got to ask questions. And what does she say? Damn, this bitch, this motherfucking bitch be asking me questions. 
You know, it makes me laugh, though, because now with the conscious parenting and gentle Mm -hmm. parenting scene, they're giving kids language, right, Mm -hmm. to, like, learn Mm -hmm. how to express themselves. But I laugh because I know that kids probably have secret worlds, you know, where in front of their parents, they're like, I'm feeling big feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they say on TikTok. And then with their friends, they'd be like, bitch, let me tell you about this. (laughs) (laughs) That shit got on my motherfucking nerves. My motherfucking nerves. And I hate my mama. Like, you know. That's crazy to think about. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Everybody has done it. And it will continue to be done for here. Until the next lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So I was gonna be, if you do that timeline jumping shit, y'all be talking about. Come on, timeline jumping. You know, I guarantee the, the kids over there doing it too, or under there, whichever way it go. Them kids doing it too. Aliens looking up at that greasy eyeball ass mammy. You know what I'm saying? They probably say, here come this slimy eyeball bitch. I hate my alien mama. Ah! You know what I'm saying? It's the same That's sentiment. You know. It's a sentiment. and her alien friends. I love and happy birthday. Damn it. Thank you, Asante. Happy birthday to the honorable heiress, Diana Harris, the daughter of T.I. Oh, and Tiny. We baby. love, we love Harris yes. Harris around here. She's we have so always nice. loved her on this podcast. Yes. Happy birthday, Harris <laughs> Harris. And she's a star. You see, she be singing and stuff now. She's mm-hmm. so cute, little baby. Yeah. She got a video for They did a cover of It's My Party or whatever. Not the 50s <laughs> version, but it's that sample. Oh, okay. And I was she like, covered that's an it. Interesting choice. Right, man. And maybe she, you <laughs> know, she likes the, the throwback. <laughs> I don't know. But she says it's the cutest thing ever, and they released a video on her birthday. So shout out to Ares. Oh, that little baby. So cute. She mean a lot to black people. <laughs> she does. Black royalty. The Shade Room's niece. Oh, oh no. yes. Yes. <laughs> but before Anywho. we get into the show, do you guys have... Oh, no. Actually, before we do all that, how are your weekends? You know, <laughs> let's tap in energetically. How y'all feeling? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> because life for me ain't been no crystal staircase. Lay down your burden. Okay. I need to wear crystal at so you can point me to the nearest what? Mammy Titty. Remember that? When we had when we was laughing about that. Shout out to Crystal. I love her so much. Oh shit. But you know, I understand. Yeah, I am. So, how I'm doing, friend? <laughs> Look at me, okay? <laughs> friend, I am happy to be here. Dustin said, I want to go. Home. <laughs> I want to go. Home. My God. I feel you. It be like that. I said, Steady, are you Steady, are you ready? Are you ready? What's going, what's going on? on? Tell what's me what's going, going on. on. Man, man. Okay. That's how I feel. I get it, brother. It how y'all like motherfuckers that. doing? What about shit? you, Asante? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even hit you with the how was your weekend. He said, how y'all motherfuckers doing? <laughs> shit. I'm still stuck on baby city. I'm not going to make it. I need um, one right now. Like an airplane pillow. I can just... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a neck pillow. Put me right betwixt. Right betwixt. Betwixt. The bosom of a mammy titty right oh now. My I need God. to just recline. Please. <laughs> and and sing my burdens. Where's Ayanla when you need her? Please. Say, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I very much are the same as Dustin though. I'm I'm just happy to be here. It was a lot. <laughs> Shout out to our friends air. over at See it, The Thing Is Podcast, oh. Mandy B and Bridget Kelly. Love y'all, ladies. Love yes, you guys. Love those ladies. I've been on the road with them for their Friends with Benefits tour, uh, along with Antoinette this weekend. Oh, uh, how fun. Yes. Antoinette. All our favorite people. Love you, All Antoinette. of our favorite people love in different you. cities. We were in Philly and, D- and the, everyone says D.C. or was saying D.C., but we was really in V.A. We, shout oh, out shit. to Arlington because <laughs> okay. that was yeah, the best. Yeah, I say the DMV. Right. That's the yes. play is safe because we don't be knowing where we at. Look, and they can it's, take it's that the shit DMV. Yes, and they we in do. the V. Look, because Mandy on stage talking about, yeah, hey, D.C. Oh, no. She was, I know they was like, look, look, look. No, but, you know, they ain't say nothing because they was already getting at her asses when she announced it. So then she was like, I got every message from everybody that said, that ain't D.C., that's Virginia. I was crying because it was like, girl, you're not going to have me come out in Arlington and be like, D.C., what I'm like, no, D.C. over <laughs> so there. You know, every, you know, everybody got their pride. So I don't want to fuck with nobody pride. And because of that, Arlington was the litty city today at the mm-hmm. Friends of Benefits tour. So shout out to y'all. Philly was cool. Atlanta was a movie, but New York this Friday at the City Winery. We get it popping. You already it's know. So I wish out. I could so be there. Wait, how was Philly? There? Why? Why I feel like Philly? Because I asked them and the internet, and it was like, eh, did something happen? Did was y'all cancel not? like SZA? <laughs> you, you know, you know what's funny. Look, when I came out, I asked them. I said, I said, Philly, what y'all do to SZA? Why she always cancel on your ass? And why ain't nobody <laughs> told like me? Someone tweeted us, but it was like right. the third time she yeah, canceled was, on Philly. Everybody, like after I first uh, said that I, I got bamboozled, everybody was like, Philly always uh, SZA always cancels Philly. I was like, what? Oh, so when shit. I was in front of Philly, I was like, why ain't none of y'all told me that she always canceled? <laughs> and who did it? Because that means she got a vendetta. That's called a vendetta. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What, what the fuck did y'all do? <laughs> tough, Philly's a tough crowd now. They're very yes, vocal. They are. Okay, yeah, that's one look, thing about that crowd. They're gonna tell you how they feel they, about the they show. They was very vocal in this real time. <laughs> in real time, at, they look, don't wait black, till after for reviews and comments. Absolutely. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, they did not wait. Yeah. But it was not oh, a sh- okay. The, the, but the show didn't disappoint though. It was okay. a really, really fun show. They had. There's always audience participation. They had a couple come up. I love Philly's, Philly's. Fun I love Philly's. Show. I got a lot of love for Philadelphia. Yeah, oh, yeah, we had good shows in Philly. Yeah, I feel like early, early on. When we first first started touring, we would do a lot more Philly shows. I worked with shout out to Visit Philly, the tourism That's board there. Right. Yep. Remember oh, when I worked shoot, with them? I remember that. Yep. Yep. And I, and it was such a great experience. So like I I got a special soft spot for Philly from one gig. I got a right? soft spot for Philly. <laughs> I That's why I had so much fun with them. They asses anyway. I wasn't too mad at them for running SZA off. But to see the thing <laughs> right. is, tour is happening. Friday is the last date. It's going to be a movie. Antoinette is that girl. I just love me some Antoinette. Me I'm too. Single. Right? You know, you y'all know how we feel. I'm about happy we see yeah. her more too. I'll keep telling her that. Like with her new podcast, Can't yes. Afford Therapy. Right? Yeah. Um, yes. It's super good, and just seeing her obviously as a friends with benefits on the See the Thing Is pod once a month, I think it is, and she's just out here. She's singing on Instagram. I Do love all her. the things, and watch yes. watch her start getting a bunch of beauty campaigns too. Watch. Oh, deserve watch, that watch face? them just start rolling out. Yes. Oh my god. I can't wait. Yeah. So shout out to Antonia. Y'all know she on the list of people who we'll kick your ass about. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she on that list. 
And, and, and she's smart Antoinette, as fuck. Yeah. Smart as fuck. And like, I mean, intelligent as hell. As hell. And the only person that will pace. have me sit and listen to politics because no one else could get that out of me but her. Mm-hmm. She's just so fascinating. And it's because of the way she goes about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like she's she trying to be a... Some people, when they talk about politics, they're trying to be a politician in the conversation. It's like, whoa, bitch, well, like, you running now? But right. like, Antoinette, she is literally telling you what time it is and why mm-hmm. it's important and stresses yeah. that. Like and it's not in, in like it. a guilt zone. So it's like... You know what, Antoinette? Hell yeah, I'll vote. We, I'm going to your party too, girl. <laughs> but she don't do Republicans, so we're not going over. So you know, whatever Antoinette say, I do. Right. <laughs> you know, we I'm just kidding. But yeah, weekend picture. was great, friend. What about yeah. you? How are you? What you did this weekend? What you was up to? I'm feel. I'm actually feeling good. I did like you know the spring cleaning, houses mm-hmm. deep clean, donated clothes, hammock is back outside. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for my hammock. That should be my bio on all yeah. my platforms. Yeah. Um, but you know, do, doing like um cleaning the driveway, just like getting everything prepped for the new season. And then I'm feeling good even like physically. I y'all know I've been at the gym mm-hmm. and I'm actually proud because I was at the gym every morning from 8 30 in the morning till 10 30 in the morning. For the Word. entire month of March. So that was Friend. just my way of getting back into that. Y'all know old old friend used to be in it. And then, I don't know, the, the quarantine kind of whooped my ass. And I wasn't able to bounce back. But I'm back. I feel locked in. That's right. Yeah, so I just feel good. Like, little, little tweaks physically. I feel like you spring. You go, girl. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You go, girl. And you know, we older. Like, I'm in my 40s, and it's only going to get harder to jump back into those. Hopefully. (laughs) 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 I'm going to do everything I can do to make sure. I'm eating right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Getting rest. I'm working on changing my my um my sleep schedule though because I accidentally mm-hmm. out of exhaustion fell asleep at nine the other day. Oh no! Oh. No, it was so good. I woke up in the morning and I had more energy for my workout, and I was like, oh, "Okay, should mm-hmm. I be okay. sleeping at nine? Yeah. And then I was talking to Claude because Claude goes to sleep at nine o'clock every <laughs> night, like an old ass. Man, but <laughs> but he's happy. But look at his work. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Like his work is incredible, and he's always on, and he has a lot that he juggles with yeah. his music career. And so we got into that convo about how, like, yeah, he's lame and washed up for being in bed by nine, but but he wakes up at six and just ready for action and just like be at it, like active early. And I like slow mornings. Like, I, I like to wake up a little later than six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I drink my tea. I kind of, like, see what's needed around the house. It's just very slow. But I switched it up because I was. I told y'all, like, I feel like my energy had dropped a lot mm-hmm. at the top of this year. I didn't feel good. My body. I know it's also because I changed my diet. So I was like, I, if I'm going to eat meat, I have to adjust some things. And I mm-hmm. realized that I need a more explosive morning. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a little more active than just the walking around and watering my plants. So I'm at the gym now. That's what's going up. Going hard. Yeah, and I feel good. So I'm going to work on my sleep schedule because I want to be like Claude. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be like Claude look, too. I, look, I, was okay. say, sure. I was about to say thanks for that tidbit before because I want to be like him too. Okay. To me, Claude them got to figure it out. <laughs> He's so solid with his right. schedule thanks, and his girl. discipline. He always has been since high school. Some people just got that, but yeah. mm. but I told him like. I'd have never thought I would go to sleep at nine, though. That just feels so early. Like, yeah. you're missing the night. <laughs> My programs come on at nine, ten o'clock, so you know. But I, I, but I but I agree with the lifestyle. You know, I right. understand yes. why you're going to bed at nine. I get it. Yes. Right. No, it makes right. it makes sense. And so, but, you know, I'll save that for the wellness segment because I did want to talk, do some updates on the tweaks that I've made and just, mm-hmm. like, reflecting back on them because I know a lot of people have been talking to me about their tweaks and Mm -hmm. also adjusting some of theirs based on things I've said about mine. So it's just been a cool back and forth. So I want to kind of make space for that. But with that being said, let's jump into the black business of the week. Um, Y'all know I've been reading every day like a child. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Feeling like a, you know, an elementary school. Like an intelligent person. Mm -hmm. But you know, in elementary school, you used to read more. Don't you feel like you read more as a kid? Like the Goosebumps book, you were excited about the Scholastic Fair. Like you were kids that was always in books and I want to feel that way again. Like just being excited to read. I feel like as an Mm -hmm. adult. So you've been reading Goosebumps. I you, wish. You the <laughs> that would be kind of funny, <laughs> Junie right? Junie B. Jones. <laughs> Read all that old shit. So because of that, I was actually looking for some uh, bookmarks, some old school mm. ass bookmarks to just hold my little page instead of just leaving the book open on the floor like I've been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me be an adult. And I happened to see a company, a black owned company under our thread for the friend zone highlights called wethetribe.bigcartel.com or rather that's the website and the company is okay. called We The Tribe. If you look it up, Asante, clickety-clack because I see your hand. I'm not even moving the mouse without <laughs> moving my eyes to the but other screen up here. I can see it. Alright, well I'm going to just look down. The bookmarks <laughs> are so cute, y'all. It has, hold on. I actually like how she has the picture. Inspire the tribe. Those of you that are on, um, Patreon, Patreon, you can hey, see. Patreon. Oh, can yeah, I that? love those. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Aren't they cool? It looks so like it's a like different Frida world. Frida Kahlo. Yeah, it's like pop mm-hmm. culture references. They have mm-hmm. Lisa Bonet, Tupac, Frida Kahlo, Lauren Hill. There's like Tupac. the Migos. Yeah, yeah, so it's cute, really cute bookmarks Very that are cute. just a little different from the ones you're going to get at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> so. Very cute. And the website has more than that. Obviously, that's just what stood out to me because I was looking for Work some. Work a horror. Do they oh, have a, okay. silhouette, a silhouette of a naked lady? They do not. That's what I want. I this want one is a metal one. Yeah. Just this big book says they back here reading the book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Only Come you, on, Grace friend. Jones. Pull up to my book, baby. Ooh, hey, you, that's, are that's they brilliant. cute? It's so yes. cute. And they have cute mm-hmm. quotes. Work Beyonce. I make this book look so good. Because I'm in that hope. <laughs> are these cute? There's an Issa Rae one too, I think. Not get out. Not Brenda from Scary Movie. I have never been so excited about bookmarks. This is hilarious. See what I'm telling you? Like, I think she did a really, really good job. Because I wanted to buy it. As, as I was looking through them, I, my cart had like 40 and I was like, okay, yeah. I don't need 40. <laughs> yeah. Let me whittle that down. Okay. To 25. <laughs> to 25 at least. So this is she also has stickers. If you want to, you know, 
switch that into some laptop mm-hmm. stickers, uh, coasters, tw- totes, mugs. She has she has Frida Kahlo playing cards, which I thought was what really a cute, cute shop, yeah. right? If you have friends that have a Frida Kahlo obsession like me, you mm-hmm. can get them some playing cards with Frida Kahlo on the back. Pins, of course. I'm gonna get pillows. them for some for you because I know how you be out there playing poker and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you, <laughs> get you some free to call up. Fran be out there running the poker table and shit. You wish. <laughs> I'll see you on 30 and raise you 25. Oh my God, now that you said that, I have a story, but I'll wait till I'm done. Okay. So, just puzzles. And notebooks. So it's really something for everybody. Yeah. If you don't want all these pop culture references just in bookmarks, she has a lot of different ways that you can play around with that on the site. So this we, Missy Elliott tribe, mug is everything. Isn't it so <laughs> Super cute? Duper fly. That that site is trouble because you'll really want to buy everything. So right. we the tribe dot big dot com and that's the black business of the week. I love now, that. This is so cute. Let's jump into the recap segment. Last week's episode titled The Fifth Member. Thank you, mm-hmm. Dustin Ross. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed our relationship to anger. Such a good conversation. We discussed whether we were quick to anger and flash on people or if our anger was more of a slow simmer and shared our experiences processing those big emotions and how we interact with the anger of those around us. As always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, I would say I found some comments in the uh, gated community. How about you, Fran? You said the gated community? No, I'm actually yep. in the Twitter streets this week, so you're good to All go. All right. Well, good. Everybody getting some love this week. Oh, and very quickly, um, I forgot that when I was bringing up the, the tour this past week and we'll see the thing is, shout out to the projects. Uh, a couple of y'all that were at the See The Thing Is show in Arlington came up to me before and after the show. That's why it was so funny. One day I was like, saw y'all, you know, I'm part of the projects now. And I was like, Oh <laughs> my so God, funny. no. I just and then afterwards somebody saying, did it I'm again. Like, and I was like, Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, shout out to the friends on discord. Y'all be coming out the woodwork. There's so much love over there. We love the fact that y'all be out here. So support us wherever we at. So <laughs> thank y'all. Projects. We are terrible um, people. But back to the gated community. Uh, shout out to Courtney. Courtney says, I loved swarm, but I love weird shit. Ha ha. In my opinion, Opinion, it was different and obviously dramatic perspective of how trauma and lack of support can lead someone down a dark path. Mm. The super fan component was just the hook. Check out movie films on YouTube. He's a black film and TV critic. Mm-hmm. He and three other black critics did a three hour breakdown of the series. Long as fuck, I, I know, but you can that. skip around. They had some really great insight. Yeah, shout out to you, Courtney. I like stuff like that. And you said it's black, so I want to definitely check them out and highlight them. And yeah. I watch movie <laughs> films. It's good shit, good content. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to get into that. And I also want to very quickly shout out to Sherry C23. She says, I agree with how Swarm was something. We have yet to see, and I enjoy that aspect of it. I liked how it poked at stand culture, but I still felt like I had questions when it was over. As a <laughs> horror fan, I also appreciate the black slasher girl, and Sis acted her entire ass off. The cameos were entertaining, and the little jokes landed for me. My fave was when they addressed the whole rumor of the infamous bite. Yes, Swarm was just really good overall. It was so good that I was going to try to bamboozle Crystal into watching it, but I knew that that was not going oh, to happen. No, she's so not instead, <laughs> like, like I I know Crystal, I you know her. Know, so that's right. why. But but you'd friend, to, did you, you finish the series? Bamboozle her to watch that. Um, yeah, but I did friend, finish. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> 
So, so because I couldn't get her to watch it, we watched the last episode of Atlanta because I hadn't seen it. <laughs> and then we watched episode six of Swarm. So I was just so happy that I made her watch at least that one little part. Which so, one? Oh, six was the one. The the, the, docu- where... the mockumentary. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, actually, no, I didn't make her watch it. I didn't make her watch it. I just told her about it. I just, and, and I got her interest peaked. So just a little something. That no, was just really y'all cool. have to hear. Please go to Jaden XD. And hear Jade telling XD about it. That shit had me in the shower screaming. I texted her and I said, you are nuts. <laughs> she just, she was like, I just want to know why she was a stud at the end. Like, what happened? <laughs> Tony, don't call no more. No, Because <laughs> it's so true. It's like one episode to the next. I was like, oh. But- <laughs> Was it to tie that the other infamous <laughs> action together? I was like, did they make her a stud just to make this part make I sense? Just didn't. <laughs> like, know what happened? <laughs> but she was, you know, they were questioning her sexuality kind of in the beginning since she was watching her, oh, uh, you know, Chloe gosh. fuck. So it was like, anyway, <laughs> yes, Jade had me crying and, and then, she sent me a text that I would not show on the show. And then, oh, you already know how she gets down. And then XD <laughs> was like, oh, did you like Billie Eilish in it? And Jade was like, who? <laughs> Because you hold on, first of all, <laughs> I, in, oh, in Jay's so defense, funny, bro, I didn't know that was Billy Eilish. I can't wait to I listen to it. it. <laughs> in Jay's defense, I didn't know that was Billy Eilish when I watched it the first time either. But I thought she was just an actress acting her ass up. I was like, whoever this white woman is, she doing a damn thing this episode. And then I watched it with somebody else. Like, there was like, oh my god, Billy Eilish. She's like. Uh, that's Billy. Jay said. Oh said this whole time she thought when people were saying Billy oh. Eilish that it was that guy from the Bros movie that asked people's <laughs> questions Eichner. on the street. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I ain't see him." <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> please come get y'all's friends. Hey, please. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I just yes. had to throw that in there because that you. was funny to me. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's jump into my Twitter street. So, Shane. Oh, wait. Are you done, Asante? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought I asked you. Oh, we what did you find like out that was street we I'm sorry. Yeah. It's because Swarm was weird, man. Swarm it, look, was weird. It was weird, but it, it, it got the people going, you know? Like, I was yeah, into and that. I, and, and we appreciate that. They played some good ass music during that show, too. Yes, <laughs> they, they yes, did, they and did. that's the part that I felt reminded me of Atlanta, like the music yep. and just certain ways that it was shot and stuff. So it was cool. That was but... one th- one thing you could relate to. <laughs> and Dominique, like, okay, the music acting, makes sense. All right, she was acting her ass off. She and was being weird as fuck bomb. and going crazy. Yes, every every, every was doing like thing. This. <laughs> every cameo was amazing. <laughs> Stop! I just couldn't get a read on her. I was like, what? But you know, I think that's why I was so interested. I was like, I don't know what the fuck she got going on right here, but like, what? And then when she would just kill some them Pac Man things the whole time, like (laughs) a little sound, a little sound. I feel like there's a Pac Man sound. (laughs) 
And then why would she kill a uh, snowfall nigga Ooh. and then eat right afterwards? And then she was I like, mean, okay, no, 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 no. Like, Please, someone break that. Well, I guess I should watch a YouTube. Why yeah, the like, fuck did she scream and then eat Latasha. pie? And then she was like, oh, Latasha, Latasha, where you at? She screamed and ate pie. And I was like, see, this is what I'm saying to you about. How did she scream? <laughs> I'm not. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Wear her hand still down her throat. I was like, bitch, you put it down your throat. Like, <laughs> why would you even? <laughs> now, you know, pie do be hot as hell. <laughs> when it first... She pulled it out of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, well, then what the hell was the problem? <laughs> this motherfucker just crazy. I, I can say it she ain't nowhere around it? me. And why did she eat it like that? You know, where it was like right. coming down. She's like, ah. I was like, what? what? Why can't you just get a spoon if you want the pie? I want to see the outtakes because I know she, I know she had to start laughing at least seven times that I can think of offhand. <laughs> I know she had to bust out like because right I know I, when she got to when that pie went to wearing her out like that. <laughs> I know I'd have been on that set, dying. And, and I know Damson was laying out in that kitchen, cracking the fuck up. But wouldn't it fuck you up if she held it that entire time? And it was like cut, and she was still just standing there and acting like that for like ten minutes. I'm like, Dominique, hope, are you okay? I hope she ain't one of them actors. Like, you know, I hope she come in and out of character. Because <laughs> if she if she acting like that on set, them 16, 17 it, hour day. Like, oh, you know what? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I don't play with demons. Just take that shit to Euphoria, bitch. I don't know what the fuck you take this. Shit. <laughs> better take that shit to American Horror Stories and get the fuck on from you with that bullshit bitch I understand what you're doing but bitch she do she is she is literally the black female version of that white black American Horror Story the way she was acting oh my god shit. you got my stomach she got to she got to come up out of that you know what I'm saying when we in the common area the shared spaces on set you can't be in craft services heaving and hawing over the food (laughs) like you was that pie Okay. Mind you, she went from weird project to weird project. Because remember, friends, she was on Random Acts of Fridays. Oh, she was. So, so it she, was like she, she likes. She those. had to evolve her shit. She had to be like, all right, I was weird once, so now I got to give y'all a different kind. And it was like, oh, all right, girl. She got to give. Us, she got to give us a Tyler Pay flick or something <laughs> to neutralize. Come back she, down. You know, I need. We need. Neutralize. She need to play a, a a woman from the '30s or something for the next project. <laughs> <laughs> so she need to. I don't know. Just somewhere. It's something. I leave. I'm not, literally play mind. sweating. Play I'm mind. literally sweating from how much oh, y'all have me laughing. Like, look at me. I'm she's, like, she's talented, and I and do your thing, Mama. You to do Tyler Perry. You're sweating. He said neutralize it. <laughs> For real, she got me. So I was scared of her. Put on equalizer with Queen Latifah. I got, I got scared because Queen Latifah ain't gonna do nothing. But Latifah <gasps> go, she go equalizer. Because okay? oh everybody got time to be dealing with that crazy shit where you don't know which what kind of bag a motherfucker coming out of. You seen how Queen Latifah give it up on the equalizer? Ask questions later. Okay. Wait, so wait, I, wait. Why did why did Jade on that same episode of Jade NXT? Oh no. Why did she ask? Why did they? Put Queen Latifah on that I want to be sorry. <laughs> she was like, Brandy was mad young. And who was like, yo, you know what would be hot for the remix? Get me out of here, please. 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 She was please. like, Brandy was like 16. They talking about yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Y'all know right. who it was. Off the tangent. Who Y'all was know it? exactly who it was. So her mother. Ray J? Oh. <laughs> Sonia. <laughs> what would you say? Friend. Friend. <laughs> That was all the music. First of all, you so you think out. so you think Sonya wait, picked the wait, features wait, for that album? All of it was music she used to pop her fingers to. <laughs> I am getting saying? out of here. She's I'm about to leave this episode. You gotta know, and think about it. Sonya Norwood, Sonya Norwood would love you and I too. You ain't no bitch or a hoe. You know that would have struck a chord. I, I know that's right because you know Sonya Norwood don't take no shit. Everybody knows Sonya Norwood is a, a fence to be reckoned with, okay? So so you already know. fence to be reckoned with. That is this week's episode title. Let me text it to you. Hold Everybody knows that's what Sonya Norwood is. So you know she loved Queen Latif's music, MC Ooh, Light. Lord, you know she loved that. Crying. Yo, yo. Oh, my God. I need us to go move on. Think about it. All the music falls in line with her attitude. You can't play with my yo, yo. Don't try to play me out. She was a momager. You know what I'm saying? Like Sonya Norwood. That's who picked all that shit. You're cracking jokes, but low-key, that makes sense. She's probably the only feature she allowed on that album. Some shit. shit so you are the one some motherfuckers that was going to represent. You know what I'm saying? How old was Ray J? Imagine then? Ray J was like Talking nine. <laughs> <laughs> he was the same age as Miles. <laughs> Talking about, hey, yo, Brent, you need to get Queen Latifah. Hey, yo, yo. <laughs> Where's the mother? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the Twitter streets, we're going to reel it back. Shantizi said, anger is a hard emotion for me because I've seen anger as rage my whole life. Low blows, sharp words, and violence. So when I get angry, it's rage. My words are sharp, and I want to hurt your feelings. I'm working hard not to become the product of my environment. I practice calmness more intentionally now. I listen to a lot of calming sounds. I self-talk more to, to be less impulsive. And I sit with myself in silence daily. It's very calming. Growing up in a chaotic and dysfunctional home has made me so afraid and suspicious of peaceful situations. It makes me feel like running because I'm so used to chaos and things going bad quickly. That's real, too. That's real. And that's all you know. And you meet someone calm. You'd be like, wait a minute. You'd be mad paranoid. <laughs> like, but whoever how do wrote I know that, this is real. Whoever mm-hmm. tweeted that has a really good um, sense of self-awareness. And they're going to be all right because because Mm -hmm. anytime you can identify them kind of patterns and shit and know where shit is coming from. You can do something with it. Yeah. And and it takes a lot of like, you know, you just got to be real with yourself to even have that sort of reflection. So whoever Mm -hmm. wrote that is definitely on the right track. Them the kind of motherfuckers I like to be around. Shantizi. For real. And Shantizi brought up, actually brought up something that I felt like was a point I didn't get the chance to make on last week's episode. But it's a lot because we try to fit so much into 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. But the fact, too, when you do come from a chaotic environment, sometimes you don't even know what the, like, barometer for anger should be within a relationship. Mm -hmm. And you'll take a lot of crazy shit and it takes you to either get older or step back and be out of it to be like, what the hell? <laughs> that was not mm-hmm. cool at all. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, you're just in it and you're kind of comfortable because that, you know, it's very similar to environments you grew up around. So that's one thing I'm working on now where I, I'll accept certain forms of anger and I still don't fully trust that I know what's too much and what's just right. 
you know, because everyone has the right to be pissed at you and maybe even get a little hype. (laughs) But what's the line of like, okay, now you're being disrespectful. You know, okay, and now you're I, talking about my mama. You know, like now you're crossing lines. And though we hold space for anger, it's like, let's reel that back in. And not, and that's hard to gauge when you weren't raised with uh, learning how to deal with your anger or having space to deal with someone else's. So that's where I'm at now, even in my relationships, where it's like trying to build that compass of like what's too far for me. You know, and and feeling comfortable saying that too. Some people won't say it because they've just kind of, you know, go internal and get all small and quiet, which is probably what they did as kids. Um, but learning to be like, I'm uncomfortable. Right. right. Learning to be like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable right now. Like, I don't. This don't feel good in my body. Like, and being okay. And and hopefully you're dating someone that'll be like, yo, you know what? I don't want you to feel that way. So I'm going to remove myself right now because I do feel crazy (laughs) and I don't want to take that out on you. And like, let's figure that out. So anger right now is a big topic in my life and just like figuring out how to respect each other and let us let each other be angry in ways that we can deal with. So love that conversation. I love that convo. I thought it was so good. Thank you, Shantizi, too. Yeah, for... For your comment, I actually have another one. There were so many, it was like hard to pick just one. So I'm going to just go with the second one. Um, Meek Meek said, I had to end a friendship (laughs) because one of my friends was always angry and killing the mood. And I could no longer make excuses for them. They were also unwilling to self-reflect and get help. I had to put me first, Lucius. (laughs) 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 Love that. And that's true, too, because remember we talked about what do you do? When it's a friend that's always angry or a partner or a family member or someone around you that you love, but it's like, bro, like, this is a lot to hold for you, you know, especially if you are not the type of person that is trying to do anything about it. You know, like, Mm. I think that's the hardest part. I would support all my friends through all their versions, but there comes a time where if it's infringing on how my life is feeling... Right. then, you know, we're going to have to have a conversation and modify some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I see it. So what about you, Dustin Ross? What did you find in the Twitter streets? That's how Twitter been feeling lately. Uh, oh, any, cool. any damn way, okay? <laughs> so um, shout out to Brianna underscore Kiera, who said Mary Mary's reality show was so good, I miss them. I want them to do another show. Tina's drama with Teddy. Still can't believe she stayed with him. And Erica going solo gave us drama, which I agree with, right? I love the Mary Mary reality show that aired on WeTV. Um, it was great. Oh, Mark, yeah, friend of the show. That was a long time ago, right? Yes, Mark. Shout out to Mark Neek on Twitter. Mark. I love you, Mark. <laughs> And his name is, we love you so much. And his name so is still Mark much. Meek. Liter- Mark Meek, literally one of the funniest people on earth. <laughs> he said, he quoted the, um, that tweet and he said, remember when Tina couldn't go on tour because she couldn't find anybody to babysit. Then she went in her backyard shouting at the sky, asking God why she couldn't find nobody to watch her kids. And she, she did. He is- That's literally what she did. <laughs> <laughs> I love following Mark on Twitter. <laughs> That's literally what she did. 
Um, uh, one other tweet I want to just make note of, um, Foggy Raw, F-O-G-G-I-E, Raw, R-A-W, um, said, okay, guys, I've tried everything in my power to get this out. Maybe y'all could kindly ask Miss Alicia on my behalf. And he put, uh, placed a really dope freestyle over the, uh, you know, you don't know my name, beat. Really dope. I'm not going to play it in here right now, but just know you can check that tweet out. I That's think you cool. guys will like it. But the yeah. last tweet I want to go to and highlight is actually from Lily Lyons of SWV. I already know. I already know without knowing. Oh, my God. I bet I know. So Lily's been active on Twitter since the SWV and Escape show, um, which we'll speak more about soon, um, is airing on Bravo right now. She's been active on Twitter. And she's not really, you know, she don't really be out in these Twitter streets <laughs> like that. So it's just a lot of things. She that don't she know don't the lay really, of the land. She oh, doesn't. God. So there was a Twitter user named, uh, and it's your fault, so that's why I'm going to say your name, too, because you tweeted this shit in the first place. <laughs> it was a Twitter user named King Eddie Back to Me, yeah, yeah, at Blaze, B-L-A-Z-E-4490, who said, it ain't much, but it's mine, and put home and put the little house emoji. <laughs> And posted a picture of what appears to be a kitchen with <laughs> some keys hanging, but it's obviously a demo kitchen set up in the in the spaces you of see Home the Depot. Boxes and the lighting at the you can top, see the shelving and <laughs> right. the ceiling, and so many things that let you know. And plus, this is a this isn't a new joke. People doing this, right? right. Like we've seen it before. About my challenge, right? It's still funny, but you know, whatever. Lily Lyons from SWV. Y'all know which one Lily is. Um. She she quoted the tweet and said, that's a huge accomplishment, and it is much. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) No, tell us what your retweet of that was. (laughs) I don't remember what I said. You know, Dustin Um, just be putting the 40 laughing emoji faces. (laughs) I'm sure, because I didn't want to really disrespect her. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to laugh because it's funny. But you should see the people's response. They like Lily, sis. They like, <laughs> they like sister, hot pussy. That's Home Depot. <laughs> they like, like who gonna tell her? Somebody help! And they put juicy laughing, talking about somebody help her for real. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, the internet is a funny like, thing. Lily, I know you see the ceiling in boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh gave it away to my right. ass. <laughs> so it's just funny because she didn't realize it and she was telling she was bless her heart right she was trying to affirm someone who was downplaying the accomplishment of home ownership or home rental we're assuming no. but it was home depot and so that's that's i think what the bigger issue is so shout out to lily lyons if you want a good laugh go scroll her twitter account Y'all is so funny. Real fast before we get into this week's episode. Mm-hmm. If you're listening today, that's this Wednesday. Don't forget tonight. It's the wind down <laughs> 8 p.m. Ooh. If you're a, over a friend on Patreon. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know why I blanked. You we will glitched. be having the wind down. It'll be the three of us. I did glitch. It'll be the three of us plus a guest. If you want to know who the guest is, you'll just have to pull up. So hope to see you tonight. All right, now we can get into it. I'm actually glad you paused, too, because I forgot to say that the tickets are out for the event that I am a part of in Cleveland, right, where we're celebrating. Really, we're celebrating the podcast, obviously, Living for We, um, Mm -hmm. NPR's Idea Stream podcast. But really, we're celebrating the women of Cleveland that... Mm -hmm. 
lent us their voices and their experience for this show to be as successful as it is. And of course, I had to pull up to Cleveland because this is for y'all, by y'all. And where else should I be to celebrate the launch of this podcast? So it is on Saturday, April 29th. And uh, I guess I can't read out the link because it's like an Eventbrite link, but I'm going to mm-hmm. post it underneath the episode. I'll make sure to post it on my Twitter, on my Instagram bio, and you'll just have, y'all know how to access links and wherever we post them. I'll make sure that you get it. Um, but I'd love to see you there. Jade's pulling up with me, so that should be fun. Because, you oh, know, yes. her family f- is from Cleveland, so it was a cool opportunity for her to spend some time with her family and also pop through the event. So yes. that'll be fun just to have Jade's energy because y'all know she's yeah. so funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a treat. We get to hang out with us. Uh, once again, it's April 29th, and tickets are out. It's a small event because we didn't want it to be, like, a big thing. Literally only 100 tickets. It's a loft mm-hmm. on a lake very intimate Mm -hmm. we're just gonna talk about the you know give space to the women that were part of the show and they want me to kind of just talk about the production side of it how to how to become a part of the project what have i done on it and just how beautiful it's been since so i love this you get get a couple weeks i know you know i was like what am i gonna (laughs) wear i haven't been like out like that i guess since before the pandemic when we were on tour in 2019 so that's kind of trippy 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 (laughs) to be back in front of an audience i'm actually glad it's small Mm -hmm. only 100 nice introduction a nice yep. way to ease me back into being to us in going like on a tour room. again. Yep. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. So <laughs> this, this, will, <laughs> this will this will break me in. So mm-hmm. and having Jade there should make it super fun. So yes. April 29th, Cleveland, come out, come out. I want to see out y'all Cleveland. pop out. Support me, but most importantly, support the show so we can see that there's a lot of love for it out there. And that's it. Real talk, we could all use a little support when it comes to making tough decisions. Get a clear course of action and a fresh perspective from a Path Forward psychic. Readings from Path Forward go beyond basic predictions. Their circle of intuitive psychics will look more deeply into your concerns and provide details, insight, and next steps towards reaching your goals. No need to stress about confidentiality. Readings are always private between you and your trusted psychic. So you can get no judgmental, straightforward advice in a safe space around your unique situation. Day or night, Path Forward Psychics are available 24-7 to talk by phone or online chat. Plus, they've been carefully screened to ensure you the most authentic and genuine psychic readings possible. Through greater wisdom, you can achieve a better outcome. Are you ready to take control of your life? Get a 10-minute psychic reading for just $2 on your first reading. Call 1-800-429 and mention the promo code FRIENDZONE to get started. Now let's jump into this week's episode produced by none other than Dustin Ross. What you got for us this week? I felt like last week we had a great conversation that was emotionally driven, right? We discussed anger. Yes. And I felt angry this week, you know what I'm saying? When I had to watch all <laughs> these 
headlines um, fly by my face. I, I consume a lot of media. Um, I try to stay abreast of what's going on in the world so that I can talk about it because I yeah. get paid to do that. And so I feel a responsibility on to know what the hell I'm talking podcasts. about. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel a responsibility to know what the hell I'm talking about. So one of the things that uh, um, I'm often uh, pinged about or, or asked to be a part of discussions that are surrounded by this or surrounding this is reality television, right? Mm-hmm. And the hot ass topic of this week has been all the drama with Escape. Now, you know, we talk about it here on the TV land segment um, and we kind of keep that conversation going um, and stay abreast of what's going on just as from a, from an objective point of view. Right. But as mm-hmm. I was watching the, the goings on of the past week related to this show airing, I was just like, wow, this is really, I'm seeing a, a common thread that nobody's really hitting Oh, you know, you know, it's in relation to the discussion surrounding this show. And so we're going to go back a little bit in, in, in time and follow a timeline here just mm-hmm. to kind of identify this thread. And then we're going to discuss that thread. Right. So um, everybody's familiar with the group Escape, um, girl group from the 90s, um, very popular, three platinum albums, platinum plus albums, wow. um, and a lot of cultural relevance. Right. For some reason. For sure. Right. There was always an interest surrounding the members of Escape. There was something interesting about them, whether people had polarizing opinions about their look and their glam and styling choices or people had, uh, you know, really strong opinions about which member they liked the best or who was the official lead singer. I remember there being a huge, always being a huge debate about who was the lead singer of Escape. A lot of people felt like it was Latasha Scott because she had a churchy, um, booming, instantly, um, undeniably good singing voice, right? Like no one has ever said she couldn't sing. We'll say that whether it's one of the greatest voices you've ever heard or it is a typical voice in the style of singing that she does, it's a good voice nonetheless, one that is immediately identified as a lead sounding voice or you know someone who can bear the brunt of vocal responsibility of this quartet because it's four members of escape um then you had candy burris who had a very unique and immediately identifiable tone now we know the value of that to music right friend of course you do you can speak on that because you've worked in music and Mm -hmm. and you know the value of a distinct tone or a Mm -hmm. unique tone unique voice there's certain voices when you hear them you know who they belong to immediately when you hear fantasia barino singing you know that's her (laughs) right when you hear um who else ronald isley has a voice like that when you hear him singing you know it's him the nigga from 112 right Um, (laughs) slim um, slim when you hear him singing you know what i mean and just the natural talent you know that you can't create yeah yeah say what you want pam from total Okay. t boz you know what I'm saying? Not just them, them sideburns, but her voice, you know, immediately when you hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Candy had one of those voices, and so she did a lot of lead singing, and she was a beautiful girl, right? So Candy got a lot of attention physically, right, you know, off of her look. She was pretty. She looked like a doll, you know, yeah. and, and people immediately... I started calling her, like, the pretty girl from Escape or whatever, you know what I mean? So she was... She had a... That played into her star quality, I guess, as far as the quartet of girls were concerned. And it added into her value, right? 
tiny. People paid attention to her because she was biracial and very much in touch with her black side. Okay. <laughs> um, like definitely had, had put both sides of her feet on one side of that line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you didn't. And we loved her. We, she had a charm about her that we loved. And the other Scott sister, Tamika, who had a, to me, great voice one of the best voices in yeah. the group i prefer her voice over her sisters um and some people Damn. do some people don't you know what i'm saying <laughs> but that's just my preference you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but a great voice nonetheless lots of attitude that was appealing and she had like a she was like the fine girl that was from around the way that you knew you know what i'm saying she was a a beautiful woman back in that day and she, and she was a great dancer all that so we we liked all four members of escape right but um Latasha has always had an affinity or a penchant for the front or to lead the group. She was the oldest in the group. Um, she um, often made a lot of decisions and choices back in that. We've come to find out now that she was responsible for a lot of the creative decisions, right? Um, a lot of the production um, of the music, the arrangement of the music. Latasha was heavily involved in that and she felt an entitlement or a sense of, of, she felt like she could take up space of ownership within the group, not officially, but just in the way that a, a pecking order, so to speak, would exist within the group, right? And as the group became more and more popular, Candy Burris got a lot of attention, you know? And I don't, I, I, I based on different commentary that Latasha uh, has offered, especially as of late, as she's been promoting her new gospel album, um, which is called... The it's Latasha, the invitation, a conversation with God. That's the that's what the words are on the front. Now, I don't know. Okay. The, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's, if it's a. I don't. But I just know it's Latasha, the invitation, a conversation with God. I don't know what we're being invited to. I don't know who is even invited, but I know that her and God are talking <laughs> and she made an album about it. Right. Um, okay. But as she's been promoting that, um, she's been giving a lot of interviews and commentary on the history of escape and uh what has happened over the 30 years that we have been introduced because this makes the 30th year that we were introduced to escape this year they came out in 93 it's 2023 so it's been 30 years we know 10 of those years were silent um for the last for there was a decade a period of over a decade where the group was not performing or operating as escape candy burris was not in communication with tamika scott or her sister latasha scott um she was only communicating with tiny due to a lie that tamika scott told in defense of latasha scott on the radio back in the day we don't have to get into all of that but it caused a over a decade long um, separation in the group they weren't performing or functioning as escape <clears throat> for quite some time but it's still the 30th year they've been in business and so now they have this TV show, SWV and Escape, right? Um, they're planning a what at the time was was uh, scheduled to be a full tour, but ended up only being one night, a one night show. This show is documenting the planning process of that, but it also becomes an unofficial documentary of the breakdown of the issues within the group Escape that's kind of taken center stage and it become the focus of the show who's wrong, who's right in the court of public opinion. Um, what would you, what decisions, you, you know, would you have made if you were in this person's uh, position or how do you feel about choices that this person made versus choices that that person made? That's the conversation surrounding this show. 
And the members are feeling a sense of accountability to their behavior, to their portrayal on the show. And it is looking like them offering additional bonus commentary on the show via their YouTube channels or their Instagram live accounts or whatever method they use, right? They've been speaking about what's going on on the show and offering up their side. Uh, Candy Burris has been offering very fact-based um, information, um, offering timelines and dates and real uh, recollection of actually events that have taken place. Latasha Scott's commentary, although she has a full album to promote that she's very excited about, a solo project, she's been giving a lot of interviews about what she feels she should be entitled to, um, feelings, emotion-based rhetoric, things that are not... Um, Factual things that she's just been offering her opinion on stuff, even down to this week. She did a video where she literally made fun of Candy Burris's singing voice, literally really? made fun of. Mm -hmm. She literally made offer. She used a clip where Candy um, didn't offer the best vocal performance. And then she cut to her Latasha Scott cut to a video of herself in real time that she made right then acting like she was holding a laugh back and then waving off and walking off the set making fun mm -hmm. of candy's voice someone who she's a part of a group with right. that she sells music with who like candy said on her speak on it a voice that you're making money off of literally <laughs> wow okay yeah. um and she but there appears to be because there's a lot of interviews that have surfaced from latasha and her husband rocky bivens over the past that they've given or conducted over the past 15 years right um, interviews that they were um, offering to media outlets when Escape was not performing or even in communication, where they shared their true feelings about, you know, how things have gone after the breakup of Escape. Because after Escape broke up, Candy went on to have a thriving writing career, writing hits for death deals. I'm talking big songs like, of course, we all know her and Tiny wrote No Scrubs which, um, right. hello. And then they want a <laughs> Grammy make money off of forever. <laughs> Dolce just sampled the song right now, this week mm. in her brand new single, they sampled no scrubs. <laughs> okay. So like Ed Sheeran, it also Ed Sheeran, the shape mm -hmm. of you that, that sampled oh, right. no scrub, they get paid off of that. Right. Even so though they have and, to sue them, but yes, they got paid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's, that's just, those are just a couple. She Candy has many, many songs that she wrote, contributed to. Um, she's producing Broadway plays that are being considered for Tony Awards. Like, there's levels to this, right? In addition to her added value as a longest-running member of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay? Right. Came in season two. Now she's on season 15. Multiple spinoffs that she's executive produced. Like, that's... So there's a difference in what she's had, what she's accomplished since they've been out versus what Latasha has. And Latasha and her husband, Rocky, have given several interviews where they said he literally said verbatim in an interview that I listened to preparing for today's discussion that, you know, Tasha had to sit up and watch Candy and Tiny winning Grammys and shit. And she had to sit up and watch that while she would she didn't get what was supposed to be hers. Latasha has always felt like. She was supposed to have a thriving solo singing career. She left the group first back in the day and said that, Candy, you can go do your modeling thing because Candy was on a hair color box. OK, mm -hmm. she said, and Tamika and um, Tiny, y'all can go have more babies because Tamika had gotten pregnant and Tiny did. And she said, but I'm about to go solo. So and she left the group. Well, her yes. solo career never took off. 
Candy's did. Tiny's did. Tamika went on to, to be in several Tyler Perry plays and eventually apologized and got the group back together. Mm. Latasha never had her moment as a solo star. And she also has given several interviews where she said she offered a very real perspective of like her having body image issues based on the, the reception she did or didn't necessarily get from the industry. Right. Because she was I a heavier set girl. Too, when right? they refer to her as the big girl. So when yeah. you when you add that pile of things, right, those experiences of not feeling that like, you know, people were desirable or desiring you in that way with, with you know, watching other group members who you feel are less talented than you, because we now know that she feels like Candy is not as talented vocally as she is. Right. Mm-hmm. But she had to watch Candy have these great successes. Um tiny as well because she made a joke she said that or not a joke she said that when they were this is an interview she did actually shout out to we sound crazy shout out to claude kelly <laughs> chuck Harmony, <laughs> Phil, the guys over there at we sound crazy podcast we love them and they did a great interview with her um it was a long interview where That's she was dumb. talking about all these things and during that interview she was um, recounting her experience recording the softest place on earth with joe we know the singer joe wrote that song and oh. escape recorded it and she said that Candy went and tried to sing it and it took her hours and hours and hours. And Joe said it wasn't the right sound. And then she said, and Tiny, she went in there for hours trying to sing it. And Joe said, mm, it's too nasally. I don't like it. Mm. She referred to Tiny singing as nasally. And Tiny, if we've been following along with the story of Escape, Tiny's the only member who has been in constant communication with Latasha, no matter what. Latasha says she has love for Tiny, all this other stuff. But then you making fun of her voice. These are your group members. Right. And you're making fun of their voices, right? But we can see that she, and she kept saying that she, you know, she never really got her shot. Now she's taking this time for her. She speaks often around um, the general subject of her having a desire for more greater successes over the time that she spent in the public eye that she did not get. Things that Candy got and Tiny got. The constant running thread that we see here in this story is resentment, right? There's a resentment that exists on her behalf toward Candy and Tiny that is now looking like or showing up as a separation in their group. She won't perform with them. She got Mm -hmm. a gospel solo deal on Motown Gospel behind their back, never told them about it. This is while they're filming a television show. So she knows the information that if you get a solo deal and you produce an album it's gonna be released you have to explain you have to yeah you're gonna the cameras are following you as you're having these meetings and signing what appears to be a contract shout out to Latroy, mr l davis who said it was one page (laughs) um he said he don't know what kind of contract is one page (laughs) but um but you're signing that on this show on camera you know you're gonna have to explain this but keeping it a secret to your group members right but the thread i saw that recurred through all of this was resentment and i felt like it was something that we should explore right so let's talk a little bit about the causes the definition of resentment and what some solutions are for it right uh, the source that we're going to be using today comes from berkeleywellbeing.com berkeley Come is a word yeah you familiar with it you know what i'm saying <laughs> these ain't no small potatoes see <laughs> We ain't just podcast niggas, see? Okay, we have great information. (laughs) But this article, Resentment, Definition, Causes, and Solutions, was written by Charlie Huntington, uh, 
PhD candidate, and it was reviewed by Cheeky Davis, uh, PhD. So, damn it, they done done the work. I know because I got a PhD in my circle and yours too. Okay, <laughs> all right. Shout out, Kia. Um, but resentment is something that we feel every now and then, and it can really get in our way. What the hell is resentment, right? You ask. Resentment is the combination of unpleasant feelings and thoughts that you experience when you do not get what you feel you deserve or when you see other people get something that you think they do not deserve. Um, so uh, it's also a feeling that you experience when you have the thought that's not fair, right? When mm-hmm. you think that um, we've been wronged in some way or someone else has been given something that we think we deserve but we don't have, sometimes you can be um, liable to feel resentment. Now, have you all ever felt resentful over oh, yeah. anything you have? What has it yeah. been connected to the resentment that you felt? I mean, usually like uh, that's not fair, but I think it always boils really down to like, a, I feel like I'm missing sometimes. Like, like, damn, that's cool. Or like, I wish that was me. But then it's like, I always remember, because I don't really feel like I live in resentment for long periods of time, or I know on other levels I probably do, but for the most part, when I think about resentment, I think of, I have to remember that there's so much more. Like, there's better, there's, like, different things. Like, it doesn't matter if one person got an opportunity and you didn't get it, because the opportunity that you get, when you get it, is going to be yours and it's going to be greater. Like, it's going to be better. So I don't really feel like I hold serious resentment just because I always have respected or really wanted to contribute to the fact that everybody has to have their human experience. And I just want to enjoy my experience as much as the next person. So I try to leave it like room for respect. And if I feel like anyone's resented me, like I don't even try to be like, Oh, I can't fuck with that type of person. I try to be like, you know, like we all got it coming. Like everybody has whatever they have coming. So I don't think that my resentment's really rooted in a lot of, it's always temporary, I should say. Like, I feel like some people, like, they'll allow it to grow and grow. But I think right. if you have the right tools to, like, sound it out with somebody or with yourself or work through those emotions, it's not a big deal. But in this case that you're just talking, like, this resentment has festered and festered and rolled over and doubled and take, taken a break and it, uh, been picked at again. <clears throat> like, that's, like, some deeply rooted resentment. Like, I feel like I don't even know how you would begin to heal from that sort of resentment you right. beat a bitch ass that's how because <laughs> <laughs> so Latasha should beat up candy no candy should beat up latasha again because i heard <laughs> you know she knocked her ass back in the day in that studio but that's a whole nother story francesca <laughs> absolutely and especially in the music industry mm-hmm. because i think well i'll speak for myself instead of making any blanket statements but as someone who was working so hard on my vocals because that to me was what the industry should be about and i had claude and chuck and all these incredible people around me really really taking me to a place vocally and just like with my writing and just my talent overall really honing in a couple of other people that I just shall remain nameless that were Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. part of my career that you know they were just so instrumental and and it used to just irk me so much that when I would go into the meetings and people would be like oh my god who is this like this is crazy but then it always came down to but what are you going to wear and what are you going to look, you know, like, and it was always, and I used to resent the men that would sexualize my experience instead of just being like, this kid can fucking sing. 
<laughs> and like we got to do something about this and and all the hard work that went into uh all the music that we created and i india and i talked about this shout out to india sean who it was just her birthday happy birthday, yes, birthday. Happy birthday. India. <laughs> india. India. we love you so much man. we talked about yes. this on the woo just the resentment that can kick up in you with this god-given talent and if you don't have the right people around you to make you feel safe, to make you feel seen, to make you feel like you can really power through what the industry has turned this shit into, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to not be resentful. And it's like, I, I think it's a very natural feeling, but where, yeah. you know, and I'm sure Dustin will get to that. So I won't jump forward, but it's like, it's what you do with it. That, that separates you from the people that like Latasha can't seem to let it go. Right. I, um, I've never felt this is me. Right. Mm -hmm. I've never felt resentful over my industry peers ever. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I honestly feel like there's space for all of us. I've always celebrated like the wins of my industry peers. I've gotten gigs from being in good relationship with my industry peers. I recognize the value in that. And I'm just not a hater, like in my core. The yeah. one thing that I do resent is the success. And it's a very specific, um, you know, resentment. I resent the success of the white male comedians and um, social media personalities who have a stick of imitating black girls. Black. Yeah. Okay. Like that I guy. Exactly I'm not going to say no names. About. I don't I even have to say it, but like, <laughs> I hate all of that. Making yourself yeah. bow-legged and patting your head. And I've seen Honey Boo Boo's um, hot dog water neck ass uh, acting like she was, I'm going to talk ghetto <laughs> now. Y'all want to call me ghetto? I'm going to talk ghetto now. Patting her head and stuff. Um, the period I, period uh person. You know, all of that shit. I hate all of that. That's yeah, what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. Because I feel like it is such... But that's what I mean by the things that get put to the forefront is people that are willing to be that, you know, and it's I can see somebody else that does what I do a different way than I do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't it's not about one of us being better or worse than the other one. Like, I feel like the shit that's for me is is for me and it's going to come my way. And I believe that when you stay in that place, you stay blessed. You know what I'm saying? And that's Mm -hmm. what it feels natural for me. But that shit that I just got through (laughs) talking about, like, it makes me want to literally scream. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. And like, I wonder. And it's interesting, though, because like watching Latasha, I do want to like. Not that I want to root for her, but it's like I am interested, like for her to share like the tidbits that really like make up the pieces of why she is so resentful. Like I do want to understand from her, like how we got that insight of Tamika being like, you know, Latasha was always the favorite, Mama was always on her side, and then watching that in real mm-hmm. time, I was like, damn, that's what the fuck you had to deal with, because you know, for years I was mad at Tamika for telling that a lot too. I was like, damn girl, like you ain't gonna like y- y'all ain't gonna you make up. This is some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then when they made up, it was like, oh, okay, cool. And so then like now that I was was back in good graces with everybody just because they was doing it again and then i found out that there's drama to see that her sister is wrong her has been wrong her and she's been right for her for so long now i just want to know like latasha's experience like why was she you know why did she feel like you know or why did she treat people the way she treated them or like what happened to her like why were her mom and her so close like i don't know i just look at some of these things and I'm like why is she so like what conversations were happening as these things were happening right oh like God. when <laughs> 
Right. Like when her solo <laughs> career first popped off and it didn't pop off, like where people around her saying like, you know, Candy, shut that shit down. Or where people around her were like, girl, don't worry about this, this She's shit. She's alluded to that. Well, you know what I'm saying? And like Candy's already I'm... debunked it. How about that? I mean, yeah, of course Candy has. Because Candy's been right there. But it's like, I also want to hear from Latasha. Like, I want I want it to be the truth, too. So, so she's like, yeah, me and Candy did fight. Like, we did. Of course things got, you know, how they... And, like, I want her to, like, get into it. But it's like, we're never going to get certain things. And that's why it hurts me thinking about this resentment conversation. Because I'm like, I can't even connect with her type of resentment. Because I don't even fully understand it. Let's get to that, right? Her specific okay. type of resentment, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's According levels According to this, this article... <laughs> It says the causes of resentment might already be taking shape in your mind. One source of resentment is that breaking news. One sort of resentment is narcissism. Okay. okay? Something we all experience to some degree. Since we are all the main characters in the stories of our lives, it is natural for us to resent when those stories don't unfold just as we'd like. This can take the form of both events that threaten our sense of self and events that suggest our life plans aren't going to work out. Hmm. Now, if that don't sound like the bullseye on the target right there, that's exactly what we see. We see Latasha displaying a, la- a disappointment in things not working out, no matter how she tries to wrap this, 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 this story in layers of language that allude to it. And she can, you know, um, present it whatever way she wants. But the thread of it all is that there's a resentment there for something that did not happen for her. And now right. she feels like this is her time and she's going about it in a way that appears to be scurvy as hell, you know? And I Damn. think that this narcissism button is exactly what is being pushed. Um, I think you just, I think I just had a breakthrough here in that Dustin. Thank you. Like for myself, cause mm-hmm. like, I, maybe because now I'm like, okay, so my deeply rooted resentment, it resides in the world. Like, I just really be disappointed that things don't go the way that they, not that they that they could go. Mm-hmm. I would say that they should go. But like, racism happened on this timeline. So it's like, things are going to be broken for so long or forever. So that's yeah. why I'm just so like, there's just shit that is wrong every fucking day. And I'm resentful of that. Mm-hmm. And I know this is different from that. But like, that's where I, like, that's where I am like, like my, my, flames burning like that's mm-hmm. where i get hot and I, I i hate shit but like what you're saying is so correct because even in that meeting watching latasha get upset a uh, friend i don't know if you watch but you know you hear about it um no, this yeah. week on um <laughs> swb versus escape uh they were having a meeting about uh, they were planning the show the production of the show tamika her sister she was set with um their set producer i forgot his name charlie steven steven steven, steven. Yep. okay good yes thank you um she was sitting with the set producer steven tamika had a presentation ready she was talking about you know all these ideas and latasha's sitting there quiet everybody else is like laughing joining in latasha's not saying a word and then on the confessional she's talking about how she was the one for years that worked on the creative for the uh the shows mm-hmm. and so how it was odd or she basically you could tell felt some type of way that her sister was taking lead on it like almost as if her sister was taking something from her. Mm -hmm. So I think of the world, like how we as black people, we've had things taken from us and like how it grinds my gears on a regular fucking basis where we're just belittled or looked over. And even back to swarm, that's why episode six was just so funny to me because it was like this documentary or mockumentary, but like black people are glazed over all the time. So even like a black serial killer, which I don't want or I don't pray for, but just to have that conversation of how there are these like niches that exist. Yes. And where we have these like back to the conversation last week about that misplaced love and anger, like 
it's just all interesting to watch. So, Destin, thank you for this conversation this week. Yeah. I had a little breakthrough right then. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, I feel bad for her, too. I feel, but I have to be honest, like, I try to think of the industry, right, of mm-hmm. music, and there's pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, what your weight is, is matters. Remember, now yeah. it's a little, well, no, I shouldn't even say now it's a little bit different because before you had to be like what they called a waif. Remember, when you super mm-hmm. tiny and you had to be able to fit into the low rise jeans and have a flat stomach and just the pressure was insane at how thin you had to be. Um, and how thin you had to be in, in real life, because even if you were thin, it didn't always translate that way on camera and in media. Mm-hmm. So you had to be like extra thin. It was just a lot. So I can only imagine the way people treated her, you know, yeah. so her resentment, while it might also be a form of narcissism, I can't really speak to that because I don't know her personally, but right. um, I'm sure she dealt with a lot of shit that we just don't even know the tip of the iceberg you know yeah, with I'll her weight with her looks with her position in the in the group and if she was someone that um was doing most of the creative on it and and arranging the songs i can see a resentment building at you being quote unquote held back because of industry standards and not necessarily because of your work ethic. Like who wouldn't yeah. feel away? Yeah. You know, what but I, I don't find... I don't agree with her taking it out in the ways that she is, you know, by making fun yeah. of their voices or just cause that's just petty. <laughs> and I don't know who the hell right. that's gonna help in this. What you know? I find most interesting though about her offering that as an excuse for her behavior, right? that the industry mm-hmm. politics were affected like her image, self-image. Her arrogance was at its peak when she did, did sign her solo record deal on So So Death after the success of Escape. So like mm-hmm. after Escape rises to these levels of success, platinum albums under their belt at the top of their game, she was, and she's been dealing with the negative backlash. Remember, they was calling her the big girl in Escape. Right. She's been dealing with that since they came out. Yep. She still got her solo look. You know what I'm saying? With mm-hmm. all of that against her, she got her solo look, was working on her album and shit, and then Candy became successful outside of the group, and all her successes continued. Latasha's project stalled. Right. So, like... To me, she can't really use that as an excuse for her resentment towards Candy, specifically and tiny success, because it had nothing to do with the shit that happened to them for them afterwards. She's yeah. been facing that backlash, and that's not negating the impact it had on her whatsoever. Right. But I just think it's funny when she tries to use that as an excuse of why she has the attitude she has towards her group members, because you've been dealing with that when y'all were together. And then you still were able, when you thought shit was sweet, when you was able to move on from them and you didn't give a damn about the group being together, just like right now, you have this solo deal and you've abandoned. You don't even perform with them because you say you have an issue with the promoter. You don't, What you have is a solo deal and you think that you are in a position where you don't need the group until you need the group. And that's right. the part that I that just you know yeah is wild. It, it's me. definitely not a good look, and it does it doesn't leave a good taste in anyone's mouths. And I feel like part of it, and I don't want to blame it all on the weight issues, but like I really feel like that is probably a big part of it. Like that's something she's never 
been able to like maybe because tiny <laughs> went first of all it's not funny because you know i'm a big nigga too but that's why i laugh um it was just funny when tiny was talking about her, her sister um and she was telling to me because she was like you know you know your sister got issues with her body and all that stuff and she's sitting there looking at tiny like girl what do you like i wouldn't even i didn't even mean it like that like if those were conversations that latasha's maybe had with tiny and maybe not with the other girls for whatever reason i can see that being a resentment that's built up through the years like mm. you finally get your solo look and instead of being like you know girls like people seeing me now like i hope y'all understand you having that internal conversation with yourself so like these are oh things God. that they need to <laughs> these are things that maybe they need to like have therapy for because and that's the thing i want to see like i didn't when we were getting this show i didn't know we was gonna get you know uh latasha versus everybody i thought we were gonna mm-hmm. get like the girls are back, what they've been doing, what they're excited to do, maybe some tidbits of how it was back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought we were going to get that. So for Latasha, if it is, or if it is part, if if her attitude is due in part to how she was treated in the industry back in the day, I would have loved to have seen her, you know, go over some of those stories or even, you know, her and Candy sit down, have awkward moments until they do figure it out. And, you know, she look at Candy, she's like, you know, Candy, you've always been pretty. Like I've out, like even, even as lead, I felt like that, and then like they could laugh like i would love to see them have these hard conversations and try to like reason with each other but latasha just in the head because she's i guess she's traumatized or has been there for so long and it seems like no one is buying what she's selling when she says certain things but i look at her and i'm like girl you've been through the ringer and i like i want to know what's up because i don't like how you're moving but i know that you're going through something like are you been through things and also i want you to pay your sister money back <laughs> uh, I know that's not one of my business, but like, girl, y'all are on TV. Clearly, watching the episode back and hearing your sister say like she's always been the favorite, and seeing the behavior with your mom. If you were to switch you and your sister in that scene and be like, "Damn, that is kind of fucked up." Like, I, I hope this like this ain't how it always is, or like you didn't have. A, I, I would have loved for you and your sister to talk sometime and be like, "Damn, like is that really how it was growing up?" But like we're never going to get any of that. We're going to get these antics in the media where you're making fun of their voices. Like it's just not cool, and I just wish it was going in another direction. Y'all know I don't like all that. Well, one thing I find most interesting when I do this type of research for conversations like this is the way that certain feelings and perspectives are qualified in research and in um, people's work, right? I'm going to show you an example of this, and then we're going to move along to different ways that you can kind of quell resentment internally. Um, But this I thought was funny. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to adapt it to our lives, right? So it says, a final cause worth mentioning is one that psychologists in particular have focused on, relative deprivation. Do you guys know what relative deprivation is? I'm about to tell you. This is the idea that seeing other people who have more than I have regardless of how much I already have, can make me resentful. For example, I might come home from a weekend of hiking, feeling grateful for the opportunity to leave work behind and experience nature. But when my work colleague mentions that she just took a whole week off to hike on another continent, I might (laughs) swing from gratitude for what I have to resentment that I couldn't take a longer, more expensive trip. Now, to me, relative deprivation ain't nothing but hating. Okay, (laughs) and I can't believe that these motherfuckers really gonna try to put a bow (laughs) on this shit and package it up as a way that motherfuckers really be feeling. Aren't you out your motherfucker? You a motherfucking hater? 
You no, hate. I don't think that's fair you to hate. say though. You Dustin. hate. You were no. just fine. You were just fine hiking, and Fran, you know you love to hike. You were just fine hiking. Okay, and but I'm gonna give satisfied. you. I'm gonna give you an example to show you where I think it's case by case. Of okay. course, there's hating. Like that's gonna exist. But what that about like, like hating to me? Like Claude and I, right? When mm-hmm. we were going to high school, we went to the same high school, Riverdale's very mm-hmm. like prominent, you know, JFK went there, Tracy Ellis Ross. You already get an idea of the, mm-hmm. the world it is. Us getting to school, we had to take the train. And then from the train, we had to take a shuttle bus. If you miss the shuttle bus, you had to walk your ass up this hill that was mm-hmm. like a 20-minute walk. You'd be sweaty. Hill. We're coming to class. So that's already a different kind of deprivation we're dealing with because of our status, our mm-hmm. class, our background, but we're still at this school. So you see a kid with their driver and their Maybach coming to class fresh from home in a completely different way. And they're sitting next to you and their attention and ability to focus is going to be very different from the kid that just had to commute for an hour from the city mm-hmm. because I just don't have that same access and resources and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a different experience with education. They're going to have a different experience with the teachers. They're going to have a different experience, period. So it's natural for you to feel a little bit of resentment sometimes at the fact that this is what you have to experience just cause. Mm-hmm. So that's not me being a hater to mm-hmm. the white kids and their life, but it's also me being frustrated with the way that the world is designed. And, and that sucks because I have to suffer. I have to work twice as hard or the teachers are like, why are you late? Bitch, because the two train was late. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's very different. I don't have a driver to bring me up here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't have have $10,000 to go to Paris for the senior class trip. And that's fucked up that y'all didn't consider that some of us don't have that. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, so there's a, a, a relative deprivation that I think can happen because of the way the world is designed. And so that's what we have to hold space for that as well when things are just unequal. But... There's yes, a big difference haters. between <laughs> and it's a big difference between being a, a child with a lack of resources to, to, for, to satisfy too, your period. needs uh-huh. to satisfy your needs and being a bitch that went on vacation <laughs> this guy and seeing uh, your coworker had a better vacation and you well, that's, just a terrible, that's hating. but I think that's just a terrible right. example that they and we used. agreed in you know what I'm saying <laughs> cause I felt like what you said was the truth you right, know what I'm saying right. I get that but yeah. that shit right there I wish you would you know what I'm saying <laughs> you straight up hating now you mad you was just fine that's you, were, you were never alright with them circumstances you know what I'm saying but they was doing all right until they saw how until somebody else was doing. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, you know, <laughs> and start, I was like, how are they going to paint it? How are they going to put lipstick on a pig of hay? I just didn't understand that. Now. Only Dustin. All right. How to let go of resentment. We're going to make this quick just so that mm-hmm. we can move on. Okay. Um, one, don't retaliate or avoid. It says we often want to get revenge when we feel resentment so that we can restore balance or get justice uh, applied to the situation. Um, they said that these actions will make things worse. Instead, focus on making internal changes. In other words, into me, I see. You need to work <laughs> on your intimacy. Focus on yourself, bitch. Now, check your entitlement. You might ask yourself, did I have unrealistic expectations for the situation? 
Was I expecting special treatment? Did mm. I believe someone owed me something? If mm. you can identify a mismatch between your expectations and what was likely to happen, you may reduce your resentment. These are little things mm. that you can do, right? To mm-hmm. reduce that, right? Number three, accept what happened. Now, this one, you got to be a big, That's you gotta a hard one. put your, your big, your big person, because yep. this is for the guys, girls, and non-binary. This is everybody, right? Yep, yep. It says you cannot control anything about the past. All you can control is your reaction in this moment. Yeah. Acceptance can be a good way to do that. We're just going to leave that where it is. Forgive what you can. Most of the things that go wrong in our lives weren't done intentionally. Like I take an issue with that because this shit that's been done wrong to me was intentional. And bitch, that's why I'm mad <laughs> in the first place. But I'm going to listen to what you got to say. Uh, it says people are trying their best even when they hurt you. See if you can find it in yourself to forgive. I'm just reading what the article says. I don't agree with that. <laughs> now, five, find something to be grateful for. This may involve trying to empathize with the other party in the situation, looking for a silver lining or finding a humorous aspect of the situation. I'm on board with this because mm-hmm. all of that shit be funny. I told you every I was in jail one time laughing. I'm telling a little bit too much of my business, but <laughs> me and a friend of this show was sitting in a holding tank singing. The, and, uh, the friend can sing. Y'all know who it oh, was. Oh, you ready to who it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the racist ass police officers that arrested us for whooping ass out there. They're going to they they tell us, can you stop all that singing? It's enough of R&B night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Come on, that's and funny. I'm busting out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so I say that to say you can find a humorous aspect of the situation. That was uh, funny, though. Okay? And remember, this is the most important part R&B of this. night. Gratitude <laughs> is the opposite of resentment. So find something to be thankful for, you guys. Yeah, stay gracious. Um, yeah, to, and it can be hard. It's very yes. hard. It's so yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard. But it I is. felt like it was a timely conversation for us to have. It's a self-check that we all can do. Um, for sure. If you might Thank have you, these Latasha. natural feelings. Yeah. Thank you, Latasha. Gucci belt, Scott Bivens. She's always wearing one of them Gucci. Have you noticed that? People really think they got to look when they put that wide Gucci belt on and, and band it down and then put it over a blazer or something. Oh, my feel, God. It elevates something, I guess. But Latasha Gucci belt, Scott Bivens, we thank you for your uh, wow. unintentional telling of the story of resentment. And we do hope, all jokes aside, I love Escape. You feel better. I love all four of the members yeah. of Escape. I want to see all four of the members win. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. And Together. I really hope they find peace. Yes. Together. And Together. individually, for sure. And yeah. I think I just want to add, because you mentioned the challenge of acceptance. And I think mm-hmm. what's, what can be hard is when you're the one that has to fix shit that you didn't even do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it feels mm-hmm. unfair and resentful. Like you feel resentful because you're like, whether it was shit your parents did, shit the industry did to you, yep. you're left withholding how those things made you feel and, and yep. impacted you. And really the injuries that it caused, whether it's money yep. or mental health, whatever the case, physical, spiritual, emotional, you're left with it. And you're like, also, I got to fix this or my life's going to be jacked up. That's not fair. Yeah. But it's yours to fix. And that's the part that is like. That's why I understand left <laughs> eye. But thank y'all so much. Thank you. This was a beautifully yeah. um, yes. sequenced episode. I have no to problem. say. No problem. No <laughs> problem. We'll see you y'all next Ross. week for more. This now we're going to go home with you. Drive home at five. Like. Next up, 
We have DJ Hate, friend Hey. Today is a <laughs> wellness check-in. Let's go on over to her. And this is your ride home on V103.7. This is the friend zone. Hey there, fellow skincare enthusiasts. Are you ready for a beauty product that will knock your socks off? We know we've raved about the wonders of donkey milk before. Shout out to Xor Botanical Beauty. But have you heard about the latest donkey milk sensation? We're talking about the SFX Donkey Milk Retinol, baby. This stuff's a game changer. We're talking smoother, brighter, and more youthful looking skin in no time. And don't even get us started on how amazing it feels on your skin. It's like a spa day in a bottle. And the best part, it works wonders for both us adults with dry, eczema-prone skin and say goodbye to uneven skin tone and pesky pigmentation caused by PCOS, pregnancy hormones like melasma, and even eczema. This magical potion is perfect for mamas-to-be, anyone with skin troubles, or anyone who wants to achieve that flawless complexion we all dream of. Y'all, we have all loved the donkey milk. I love the donkey milk. Friends swore by the donkey milk, which meant I had to swear by the donkey milk. But I swore by it because it was actually great. So if the retinol is going to be anything like that donkey milk, I'm telling y'all to get that retinol. Okay? Trust us. Your skin will thank you for this one. This retinol is the secret weapon you never knew you needed in your skincare routine. So head over to Melopop.co and use code FRIENDZONE20 for 15% off to let them know we sent you. And don't forget to let us know how you like it. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega, Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake, and real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected and the fakes rejected. So ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, bring in those wind chimes. <laughs> so I told you guys that I've been talking. <laughs> what were you just singing? <laughs> Literally nothing. Oh my God, we got on the mic at the same time. No, that's what made it funny. So... I was talking to you guys about the conversation I was having with Claude. <laughs> yes, can of red. <laughs> I'm gonna start adding little sound Sounds like a commercial like too. Little <laughs> <laughs> so Wayne. Oh it's God. him putting it right in the mic for me. That's what put in the eye. I was talking to y'all 
about the convo I was having with Claude about and for mm-hmm. people that are like who's Claude Claude Kelly one of my best friends since we were like 14 13 years old Grammy He's winner Grammy award winning writer singer producer just all around music man literally um and he's just incredible we literally talk every week just kind of catch up on how the world's making us feel <laughs> so a great person yes really really thankful to have him in my life we just adore each other so we were talking about like he knows I just hadn't been feeling well the past couple months and he was just like you know what's going on how do we fix it like that's just who we are he's a Capricorn Mm -hmm. for those Mm -hmm. who are into that you already know how they do they're very solution oriented and so are we so that's where we get along (laughs) our earth signs is like how do we fix this and um the tweaks that I had mentioned just like one of the things that I wanted to do for this year is just be on my phone a lot less, right? So yes. that everyone knows is such a freaking challenge. Like it literally feels like you have to wean yourself like a freaking addiction. Literally, it's nuts how many times a day you're swiping, scrolling, opening this mm-hmm. app, opening that app. And so one of the things that I started doing to help that thing that I wanted to change was reading more, which I mentioned on the Mm -hmm. show, I was like, if I create this reflex to grab my book (laughs) before I grab my phone, maybe that's something I can create for myself over time and it'll work. I wanted to try it. So I told y'all a couple wellness segments ago that I was like, no pressure on myself. If I could read, the only goal was read every day, but no pressure on what that looked like, what that meant. So it's not like read a book a week, nothing like that. It was like, mm-hmm. if it, if all I had in me was a paragraph today, that's all I had. If I, if I had a page, if I had a chapter, great, you know, whatever, just be open to it. And I'm already like about to read my seventh book of the year, which is fantastic Work. as mm-hmm. an adult with my schedule. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is beautiful. I've made the yes. space for it, right? Amen. Y'all know seven books for some people is nothing, but for it's, us, it's like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Look, you, you, you've already completed more more for the year than I would. So, <laughs> And I'm just so grateful. You know what's funny? A friend of mine tweeted yesterday that she just uh, finished her 30th book. She mm. tweeted this and I said, what the hell? That's amazing. How do you do that? No. Oh, okay. Just a, a oh, she be serious motherfucking reader. She said she's done 8,000 8, minutes of working out and 30 books. That was like her, you know, bigging herself up. And oh, I was like, girl, that is I know that's right. I bet she got ass on her. No, <laughs> she's like a yogi. Reading on the like really or intense oh. with her health ooh, and wellness, you know? I love but it. But that was hella inspiring. Cause I'm like, shit, I just hit seven uh, relative deprivation. <laughs> no, but I was like, that's fire. I tweeted her. I was like, yo, hella fucking inspiring for real. But all jokes aside, um, Claude and I were talking about how like one thing that we like about ourselves is that when we are off in some way, we're trying to figure out what do I have to do? to not feel this way or to work Mm -hmm. through feeling this way or to get to the other side of feeling this way. And y'all for real on everything, just that little tweak of reading. Now I'll read like 20, 30 pages before bed. I'll wake up in the morning where I normally, I started getting to that point definitely in the past year or so where I would grab my phone when I wake up. I was Mm -hmm. never that person But I started being that person because of the amount of emails and deadlines and projects that I had to tend to. 
I developed a bit of anxiety, you know, on keeping on top of everything properly. Yeah. Um, and so my phone was like, check email, not so much social media. Cause I'll be honest, I don't really care what's happening on Twitter no, at seven or eight in the morning. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. What are we talking about? Looking Probably, for the money. you know, but the money, let's go to the emails, make yes. sure I'm good. I didn't miss yes. anything like, Oh, this person needs this. This person needs five end of day. And being on the West coast, gives you a uh-huh. little more of a panic because the day is almost damn over uh-huh. yep. <laughs> the business uh-huh. day. So it's like, I really developed it while I moved out here. So now I've been reading when I wake up in the morning with my cup of tea. And that has been so nice because it's helping me untether to this panic I have with emails. And then also just scrolling on Twitter. I'm not really an Instagram girl. Which one is the app that y'all feel like takes more of your attention? Because for me, it's Twitter. For Twitter, because you have to read. So it requires yeah. a different like. And it's funnier to me. Like, yeah. I like it because it's like the people say the wildest shit. The memes are funny. Instagram is like everybody's just selling something. We're all posting our campaign. Yeah, it's too much now. If it was yeah, just it's photo, really us if, just selling shit on If they would have stayed photos and they never changed the yes. timeline, I probably would still be a scroller. But like once they started putting everything else in there, they lost me. Yeah. So that's why it's probably just Twitter. And it feels like they, they highlight creators more on there. So you're going to see more campaigns campaigns and ads and even though that's how we make our money i can also yeah, I see mad at it. right <laughs> yeah, i'm not yeah. mad at it but i can also see how that's wildly annoying yeah <laughs> to just be like so 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 um so i don't really be on there like that but twitter Fran, oof. i know you're not uh you're not pro alarm clock no not me only I know you're way not- i do that is if i have a flight that's it. I was going to say, I know you're not pro alarm clock, but because you said that cloud thing at the top of the episode, it, it reminded me, I was like, I want to buy a really nice alarm clock of some sort because when I wake up, I want to be able to like wake up and get into my routine, not wake up and go to look at my phone. Panicking. Cause that's yeah. literally, I have an alarm when I set the alarm on my phone and I wake up, I'm still, I'm scrolling through my phone after cause I have notifications and emails and text messages. So it's like, Ooh. all right, we're awake, but we now are off. serving the people versus yeah. it being, I'm awake. Let me serve myself so I can f- fruitfully serve the people. Yeah. And it, and it kind of made me feel bad because I have, y'all know me. I had always been that person that like would wake up and like go stretch and just have like really good wake up hygiene, I guess you'd mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. And I just completely lost it in the past year and a half. Like it just went to hell. And I definitely had to nip that in the bud. Cause there's no way I didn't like how I was feeling. Like I would wake up and I felt groggy, you know? And, and then one thing I had to stop that I mentioned on the show, I listened to a lot of true crime <laughs> You know, it's funny. You definitely got to stop out there. I have to shout out Chica because Chica tweeted a picture of someone laying with um, cucumbers on their eyes and like a face mask and a towel. And it was like, ah, relaxing to some murder and true crime. (laughs) I was like, what's wrong with us? Like, why? What is wrong with us for real? I had to cut that shit out before bed because I used to listen to I listened to podcasts as my night shower um, while I'm showering and I would just turn on crime junkie and what <laughs> me too but their voices be scaring me sometimes like I that like night it. when I get off the airplane if I'm coming back from LA or something and I'm walking through the airport it's the like, way Jennifer be like and his yeah. eyes were yeah. open yes. 
<laughs> you're like, what? Like, mine, too. Turn, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> okay, like, is he looking at me? Shit. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, not that I stopped listening to True Crime altogether, but I had to slow it down because just taking in a lot. And, and I did notice it was making me feel weird even living here. I started getting these visions of someone busting through my bedroom door. And I'm new to houses, you know, like, yeah, I've talked about that before. I'm used to like the safety of titanium doors Mm -hmm. that people have to get through at least three or four of them in New York before they even get to your floor. Mm -hmm. Here it's door street. That's mm-hmm. challenging for me mentally. So you really be having some intrusive thoughts. I mean, my intrusive thoughts have been just be, whooping my ass inside. You just be chilling on the couch and 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 just hearing something. Shadows. Or, or, I always see shadows in the window, and I'm like, it's not. It's a. It's a bird. It's a tree. Like just ease up. But friend, I know you that gotta relax until you're calm. It's true because I know that a lot of the true crime that I be listening to should be going down in the suburbs yeah. and in home invasions and murder. It's like. Well, how's that going to help me if I'm trying to be peaceful out here? It just doesn't work well together. So I definitely had to stop listening to it before bed because it was fucking up my dreams. I was waking up like, yo, I had the craziest dream. And my partner would be like, uh, well, you were mm-hmm. listening to a kidnapping <laughs> of a girl that got decapitated <laughs> in the woods in the shower. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like, you know, you're right. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. Fair, fair. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I mean about just like little tweaks that they're so subtle because it's like, oh, it's just a podcast before bed, but it just really adds up in your spirit and how much I was grabbing my phone in the morning was adding up in my spirit, you know, and I'm so thankful now because I'm building that relationship with reading where if I see that I have a little bit of downtime or in the morning or before bed, I'm grabbing the book. And it took me, cause I started this January 1st and we're about to hit April 1st. So it took me, what's that? Three months, almost four <laughs> to develop that. And it's still a work mm-hmm. in progress, but I'm just happy that I put that into place. And a lot of you have actually tweeted us and and emailed us and left us comments dms all that saying that that little teeny nudge of a reminder of like maybe you should read has actually been really useful and helpful so i'm glad that that little subtle reminder has had some of you've sent me pictures of books i know antoinette put me onto a dope book called this here flesh Mm -hmm. Um, that she's been raving about. And I actually just finished it. Dr. Joy sent me an early copy of her book that's coming out in June. Dr. Joy. Congratulations, Dr. Dr. Joy. So excited. It is so good, y'all. So I feel like I called in that energy, you know, like more people sending me their books. And like, y'all see, I had a relationship with Penguin Random House. Like, and, Mm -hmm. and they've been sending me books. And so... That just feels good. It's almost like you you open a vortex almost, right? Like a portal of like, I want more of this because I'm trying to fix that. And it just kind of whoop mm-hmm. right here. And now I'm that person that's reading. I'm just so happy about that because the phone was whooping my ass. I was like, I if that. I scroll through this fucking Twitter and now that they added the for you section, so it's people I don't even know. So it's not even yeah. my curated experience anymore. It's just whatever the hell Elon wants to throw <laughs> in my direction. I've been seeing crazy tweets from shit that I like don't even necessarily care for. So yeah. I'm happy to be kind of like weaning myself off that. And then the working out in the morning, 
I used to work out at Equinox. You know the one on 91st mm-hmm. Street in mm-hmm. Manhattan? Mm-hmm. That's the cute one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on Broadway. That was my gym. But y'all knew I lived in the 140s in Lenox. So it was... I used to be like, how come it's so hard for me to work out in the morning before starting my day? But I realized it had a lot to do with that commute. Mm-hmm. It was a workout to get to your workout. I mean, by the time you got there and then you have to deal with people's energy. And, you know, in New York, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's like, especially if you're taking the like I used to have to meet my trainer at eight in the morning. That 7.30 ride down from Harlem down to 91st Street. Ooh, Mm -hmm. right, 96th Street. And then you'd walk. Um, Just wasn't fun. And Mm -hmm. it made it really hard. So I always assumed for some reason I wasn't a morning workout person. Uh, But now that I'm I'm like, people with cars, y'all have opened my eyes (laughs) to the beauty of getting in your motherfucking car. (laughs) You know what I've always wanted to do? Huh, what? I've always wanted to like have like a big ass house with like a big ass backyard and with a bunch of shit back there, like working out, yeah. like throwing tires around <laughs> and shit. You know, like when well, I see niggas doing yeah, that, I'm like, that's like, fun as tire- Well, that's the thing. My garage is actually a pretty comprehensive gym, right? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. it's it's but I am also pushing myself because I am such an introvert. That's another tweak to get mm. out of my house mm-hmm, for certain mm-hmm. things. You know what I'm saying? So I could go back there, but it feels good to get in my car. I'm still need to, you know, sharpen up the and tighten up the driving. So it's like, it's just beneficial for me to get the hell out mm-hmm, <laughs> instead yep. of just w- groggy and walking over to my backyard. So it's been good too. Cause you meet people, you know, and you're like social and, and the people that work there, they're like, friend, you know, like you developing these really cool daily relationships. There's an old lady that me and her are cool. Now, every time she sees me, she'd be like, what's up? You know, like, she'd be like, I saved the machine for right. you. Like she's just Aww. super cute. She saw me this morning and was like, did you sleep here? Cause it was so early. <laughs> <laughs> And just that cuteness that I feel like I need energetically too, you know, and I mentioned uh, changing my diet to eating meat now. And that was a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be because it just, I feel very tired. And I'm like, I don't know what to do because I was feeling tired, not eating meat, tweaked my diet to eat meat because I thought maybe I needed more grounding something hardier and now that's not necessarily working so I have to Mm. figure something out and just like those tweaks and really that's just what I wanted to kind of bring into people's awareness with this conversation is just like the little things in your body your mental health your feelings that aren't feeling good and feel a little bit off what's the plan Mm -hmm. you know and not that it's a pressure like fix it you have a year but it's like feel it Sit in it, yes, <laughs> but what's the plan? You know, mm-hmm. like, how are we going to work with these feelings to figure out, like, what to do with them? Because my body was just so tired. I felt like after last year, I was just getting sick a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and always having colds. My diet is not feeling good phone had me anxious my sleep was fucked up it's just like oh my god don't you ever have those days where you're like i can't get a break like everything feels overwhelming because it's just like too much to figure out almost and so taking these little teeny subtle changes that might be nothing to someone but 
in the bigger, like the grander scheme of things, I'm feeling different, you know, like reading, going to the gym. These are things that you almost know you should do for yourself, (laughs) but it can be very challenging because discipline issues, procrastination, sadness, low energy, all those things that kind of hold you back from just like going about your day in a way that will be most beneficial. Like we all have a lot of issues, Mm -hmm. a lot of emotional issues going on. So little teeny tweaks. I think the problem is people try to do too much too soon and then burn Mm -hmm. out, you know? And this ain't New Year's resolutions. These are and just this ain't New Year's right because we're in adjustments. April, and yeah. I'm still adjusting my diet because I realize, oh, I actually don't feel that great now that I'm like seven or eight months into eating meat. I'm like, hmm. I realize I don't, I can't eat meat for breakfast or lunch. That daytime heaviness was not working for me. Mm-hmm. Nighttime dinner, okay, I'm like that's feeling good, you know. So like just paying attention to what your body is telling you and asking you, and therapy. That's another tweak I'm gonna add, just because in relationships things are coming up with me and my mom. Like there's a lot that's been kicking up. I don't know if that's what happens in your forties. <laughs> Where like mm-hmm. you're like oh shit hold on you know and and so that's another tweak i'm gonna step into in the second half of the year so just like what are the things that are kicking up calling up for you and like how are you going to face it whatever that looks like for you without numbing out because i know that that's really easy for us to do mm-hmm. speaking of <laughs> lighter <laughs> flick <laughs> But do y'all feel that? Just the idea of like really sitting with yourself and being like, I'm tired of feeling these things. Like, what can I do to improve? How can the situation be better? Like, let's look like what, like, how can we make tomorrow more efficient or next week? What you you gonna do, nigga? That's why I be talking to myself. (laughs) You and you really have to sometimes because we'll really just be in like on autopilot with a lot of shit. And then it's easy because the world as a whole just feels like it's in the shitter. So sometimes you can be Mm -hmm. like, fuck it. Everything's Mm -hmm. fucked up. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. Who cares? The world's ending, you know, like, but I still don't want to feel like shit, though. Listen, the world can end, but I still don't want to feel like shit. I don't want to. (laughs) Friend, thank you for for all of that, because basically you have to find nudges for yourself, right? As like, tiny like, as they like, are. <laughs> as tiny as they are, because it's almost like you're babying yourself mm-hmm. in like little, in little, in very little big ways. So I think some of these ways, because they seem so big, they seem intimidating. But when you just find little pieces and, and that one little piece just helps you optimize the rest of them, you're not going to maybe feel the greatest about life, but you'll start to optimize and things will start to move along a little bit quicker, a little bit better. And some of those things that were problems aren't problems anymore. Now there may be new problems, right. but you might be in a different place to where some of like, I feel you on, on this whole thing, friend, like the system, though? the entire system, I, I see it moving. I always, I'm always talking to myself and I'm saying, all right, well, how can we optimize? So when we do this again, it can just be something that we can just when we when we on autopilot we still out at a higher level okay <laughs> right. but we just keep moving it on up right and I realized for me last thing too I'll be feeling so shitty sometimes and and then I'll I'll be like but did you drink water and eat right the <laughs> it'll be like shit. the littlest shit 
that because we're so overwhelmed <laughs> that is as it is, our baseline completely drops out, and you realize mm-hmm. like, okay, but that's not going to help me at all if I didn't eat today. You're if like, I, I didn't went do to nothing bed but at three, wash my ass. You know what I'm saying? If I was on the couch and watched seven seasons of Potomac, which was fun, but also like, why did you do that? <laughs> so you're all the way done now. I'm caught the fuck up. So. You know, anyway, so you can anyway, watch girls anyway. trip. <laughs> Just to say anyway. Oh, okay. So you can watch girls trip. No, no more. <laughs> I literally right. let myself watch that Potomac and literally throw up after with with that binge energy of like, ew, what did you just do? <laughs> and it was fun, but I also said that's enough. You have to watch season eight. There's an eighth season? They're, they're filming it now. Oh, I was like, don't play with me, please. <laughs> Why did your eyes grow? That was the, the shadow part that was like, yes, back to the couch. <laughs> but, and and that's the thing, it's, it's a work in progress, so there's absolutely no perfection in this. But I just feel like sometimes the smallest details can bottom out when we're not fully present. And it's like eat like even eating three times a day. I forgot I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Somewhere my lunch, because this is when we record around this time, would just go out the window. And then I'd be eating like maybe breakfast and then a dinner, yes. But yes. there's other meals that your body needs. Then you're yes. wondering why your energy's low. Okay, but you went Correct. to bed at 2 a.m. <laughs> Correct. You know what I'm saying? Did you go wow, out and get just, oxygen? Hey, maybe your spine hasn't been moved around because you're always on the well, computer. <laughs> you're like, mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you get like, it's like, did you get fresh air today? Did you right. talk to one of your friends and laugh this week? Right. Like yep. something just like kind of making, I guess, an audit of yes. like, how much are you contributing to why you feel this shitty? Like, let's be and real this, here. This right here, sorry, I know this is your wellness. No, segment. I love when you this, jump in. It's a tool. This is a this goes in the toolkit, right? <clears throat> because this is something for the rest of your life. Not that you need to check in with yourself every day, but every but time regularly. you just feel <laughs> definitely regularly. Yeah. Because if you don't have some sort of like, all right, well, we just gotta like, like we need to have a baseline and and continue to push that baseline up. Mm-hmm. That's how you win. No, but yes, I just I truly feel everything that you're saying, and these are conversations that I like to have with myself on a a chat with God. It was daily for a period. A check in, just like a, yeah, a but soul conversations check-in. with God. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. It. Like I was on the couch eating gummy bears. So was she, which is fine. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> while she was having a conversation with God, playing the Moesha music. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get no on them nerves. I was eating gummy bears. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then yeah. I went to bed that night and I felt awful, right? Like I had watched mm. TV all day and ate gummy bears and my stomach hurt and my head hurt. And I was like, well, girl, <laughs> what kind of day did you create for yourself? Yeah. Like, it's fine to do that. I'm not saying like, don't live like that. But it's also like, take accountability for the shitty feelings and like like i balance said balance it out some kind of way right to me it's just about balance Here we're not always going to be no you know, you, and that's not sustainable to be honest yeah, like when i see right. people like 
you know those threads on Twitter where they're like the most successful people in the world wake up at 5 a.m. and have breakfast at 8 and everything is so structured. I'm like, yeah, but they also kill people and mm-hmm. hate their yep. families <laughs> and are ragey and suppress run, a lot man. of shit. And like they're in a sphere that I don't want to be at. <laughs> right. Where's the middle and where's the pocket that feels good to me? Right. So that's all I wanted to put into your awareness. Thank you guys for sharing your tweaks and feelings. And shout out to Claude because that mm-hmm. combo with him and just his life and how it looks and how it feels just really inspired me to to have this it's combo. And that's life. it. I love Claude. That's it for this week's wellness catch up. <laughs> Let's jump into Mr. Music Man. What you got for us, Asante? Well, I mean, great segue. Shout out to Claude Kelly. Um, <laughs> right. Actually, you we've already you've already mentioned most of the music man segment of the <laughs> shout outs I was going to give. Like I was going to say, birthday to India. You see my hand because it's heavy. <laughs> friend, oh fr- friend, oh friend. I saw someone leave a comment on Patreon. I said my favorite part of the video is seeing what Fran is drinking out of today. <laughs> Why made me want one of them? Whatever that that vessel. I do want one. I'm not the going vessel lie. that you're drinking that water out of. I want. It one. just has the marks on it, so I can monitor if yeah. I've had a gallon or not. Is that glass? It's just, it it's is just so glass. funny watching you pick it up mm-hmm. with both your hands because it's it makes heavy you as do fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine it's a all basin. that liquid weight. Yeah, it's a, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But yes, uh, happy birthday to India. It's officially Aries season. Hmm. We love you so much. Yes. So you know what's next. (laughs) You know what's coming up. Okay. Um, Yeah. India is just that bitch. And I wanted to shout her out because she's my bitch. Okay. Um, Also wanted to say that there is a new Lewis York record. Yay. Now, I don't know. I don't know about you, child. But I don't know why I always think about Nikki on um, the new normal when she—I mean, not Nikki Nini when she was on talking about. Child, I just love me some Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> child, I just love me some Louis Short. Uh-huh. But I've always loved me a little Jesse J too, child. So the fact that yeah. they have a song together because you know they always you know work together. Yeah, you know, they're they good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they don't nigga. So uh, they have a new record called Heaven Bound. It is so hot. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody should go check it out and listen to it. I just want to show them love and also because you know they come up with the rest of the family. The Shindellas have a new record yes. out called Last Night Was Good For My Soul. And I wanted to make the sure title. I took the time to shout them out because they ha- the music, there is a lot of good music, but then there is some great music yes. that you just feel it in your spirit, in your soul, and then you just revisit it all the time. I always revisit Louis Shork and Shindellas records. Mm-hmm. And these are great additions to that pile. Like, I just can't wait to continue to listen to Last Night Was Good For My Soul because that, I mean... The record, just that title alone, it was like, oh, this is going to be cool. But then it was like, bomb. And I love when I feel that. So shout out to the ladies of the Shindellas. Shout out to the fellas over Louis Short, uh, Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony. And shout out to Jesse J. So I want to make sure I show them all some love. And again, happy birthday, India Jean. Because, you know, India Jean, that girl, and I just always got to <laughs> shout her out when I rock and say her name. And that's it for the top of the Music Man segment. Now I just want to get right to the songs to play. Mm. Friend, what have you been listening to? Because I know you've been over there grooving and jamming in between, thinking about who's breaking into your house. Right. Oh my God. Help me with these <laughs> thoughts. Um actually this is a funny song to pick. Um so the therapist on Living for We was mm-hmm. taught on the podcast, other podcasts I'm a part of. We have a therapist, right, that closes out 
every episode mm-hmm. with tools, actionable items to help based on the topic. So she mm. referenced this song in one of her conversations and I never heard it. It's an older God. woman. <laughs> and I went to play it and I was like, hold on, <laughs> this is a jam. It's, <laughs> well, well, you'll hear it. It's um, the Sensational Harmonizers. Maybe Dustin knows it because of his range. It's called I Ain't No Ways Tired. And this I is how I Ain't it No goes. Ways Tired. Okay. You you felt that in your spirit, Freddie. No, but That's you know all how it caught you. me off guard because I'm like, oh, I want to hear what she's referencing. Just it's also music, of course. I'm gonna look for it, and then I was and like, it was that. hold on, <laughs> God is trying to tell you something. I don't believe you brought me this far to leave, to leave me. feel that in your bones yes, though i yeah, sat yeah. in my living room and played it like three times back to back and i said wow <laughs> who <Yes>. knew <laughs> yeah you know you start rubbing your chest listening to this not a not a vix rub oh <laughs> not a vix you gotta rub like vix you like i don't believe come on <laughs> To leave me. No. It was the fact that both of y'all was nodding your heads like you was at the pew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is my offering for this week's episode. <laughs> that was a That's your offering, offering. That's my offering. This week's episode of the Friend Zone. We needed that sometimes, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't <All> believe. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Ross. I know the listeners in the car are like, no, the hell you did. <laughs> I thought the radio changed for a second. <laughs> um, damn. Ooh, a hit. All right. So oh this God. song, <laughs> this song is called "The Tide" by Hit Boy and Nas. Surf, yeah, gang. 
I caught the bus in the cold before I ever touched the icy watch. Stood on my square, now these niggas won't be stuck in a box. Checking the rear view in the years, had to circle the block. Cause when you make it from the bottom, they gon' come for your top. Yeah, when you doing you, they don't like that shit. I hold it down for the click, with the tightest of grip. G Malone, CD playing white lightning sticks. While I twist another grabber and I fire that shit for real. This make me wanna get some game from OGs. You don't know me, they sleeping on me. That's the main reason I don't sleep. The times that we living in, they could get frightening. Imagine seeing Tupac body on IG. How they did PNB, how they did take off. They'll take a hundred years to prove the niggas they ain't so fired. The production. This song, this song is called Watch This. Um, the Arizona Tears Plug and B remix by Lil Uzi Vert and Arizona Tears. Let me guess it cost you like a hundred thousand. No little bitch, it cost seven million. I'm doing what you do in your dreams. I fucked your bitch pussy Vaseline. These bitches always want capture me. Hating ass nigga turn me to me. Fuck all y'all bitches like ten of me. On the real, it was just me and me. We don't know how tell your girlfriend is. When we saw her, she was on her knee. I cannot get tired of money, but this money able to people right in the green. Yeah. Love Me that too. song. I had that this on shit. repeat the other day. This mm. shit. <laughs> <laughs> this That's it. That was nice. Oh, I got that. All right. Thank you. All Karen right. Karen thank you. <laughs> shout out to Karen No. Um, also, shout out to Missy Elliott. She has been sampled on the new track by Flo. Well, she's also on the new track by Flo. It's called Fly Girl. There's a video for it. And the record oh, goes a little something like this. She looks so good in this video, too. Let's go. Fly girl, get your nails done. Get a pedicure. Get your hair Way too fly, you get out of my. I got 
plans tonight, you ain't part of them. Cause my girls are like, yeah, we all attend. No, it's ladies, nice shout to all of them. Put your ones up in the that's Flo, that's F-L-O, featuring Missy Elliott, that's Black Girl. Y'all know who it is, Missy Elliott on that record. Go check that out, and again, go watch that video. Um, next track, I'm going to play Ray Schremer's back. They have a track called Tanisha oh, Pump That. Oh, Tanisha Pump okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I fuck with Ray Schremer, and I fuck with this track. Here we go. Nobody do it like she do. Everything tight and see-through. Now pump that, 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 now pump that. Tanisha, she like my Suisu, but she don't mind getting down either. Long as you got sativa. Now pump that, 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 now pump that. Let's not go back and forth. She's what I need. Throwing it back and forth. For the people, nobody do it like she do. Everything tight and see through. Now pump that, 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 now pump that. Y'all feeling that? Go ahead and go listen to it. Y'all know what it is. Stay back. Yes, and uh, because I featured, <laughs> because it was a song featuring Missy, it was so funny that I saw the track featuring Timbaland. Bia has a new record out with Timbaland, and the record is called I'm That Bitch, and it goes a little something like this. that instrumental i want to hear that like just any and everywhere like i just want to it's a hot ass like number one reworked cardi would have murdered that beat number one oh. okay mm. number two that song sound like a like a chant that you do when you turn into double when you jump in double dutch <laughs> <laughs> i'm in a hunter in the hunter i like my these are color of my i'm in a Please do that this on is, this is This is what happens when you didn't have you and your second can of Red Bull. Okay. And that's just from what I've seen. I don't even know. You know what? <laughs> that's it for the music <laughs> mess segment. Dustin Ross, don't it sound like it. Whatever you're doing. Because goddamn. I don't even want Whatever you do. <laughs> Two cans. <laughs> how many cans? How many red pools you drank before before the Amazon showed and up? Two ropes. Now. 
Because uh, <laughs> you know that's what it sounded TV like from the yeah. moment it double started. Double on in the TV land. And first of all, she see she started, and I love Bia. No disrespect, because y'all know <laughs> I feel like her song "London" with J Cole deserves so much more. Right? Bia's an incredible. Oh, that artist. was a really cute record. But from the beginning, she says, "Hey." Bia, Bia, like so. I, is, are we doing the alphabet? What's going on here? You know what I'm saying? Well, a, she B, Bia. C, D. I don't know. Like I just, and then when she started rapping, it just sounded like I'm the color I'm the color I'm the color Like it sounded like the chance that you do when you double dutch. It was good. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Let me just. Okay. So Please stop doing the jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a lock on that bottom shelf in his fridge <laughs> where the Red Bulls are. Please I'm going to use my jump rope that. to turn the fridge over. Please and take a clip of him doing that, please. He so. was, it was the head turns that had me out. Y'all know that's how people be looking when they jump in the <laughs> You watching where they just start losing it. They do. They start going fast towards the middle. You start turning. You know how you do it. Oh, that's that's what you was doing. Why you yeah. holding yourself? Yeah. You was start- <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Okay. Thank you. Please. Now, um, on Peacock, right? Mm-hmm. Two shows y'all need. Actually, three shows y'all need to watch on Peacock's. Number oh, one. Yes. Bel Air. <laughs> I don't care. Bel Air is a great show. First of all, okay. Season two has been incredible. I love Coco Jones. I feel like the casting is great. They really look like a family for real. <laughs> the mama sound like all Green. He's in Bel Air. That's where he's at. He's in Bel Air. <laughs> living good. Fresh air. Plenty of exercise. Okay? I'm telling you. Bel Air is great. And Tatiana Ali was on this season playing a cool teacher. I saw the clip on Twitter. She and was the same. Guess what she got fired out of school for? A book. What? And you was just talking about the importance of books. <laughs> so the that. ties that bind, baby. Okay? <laughs> Bel Air, season two. And we waiting on season three. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that Jabari, the, the young brother that plays Will, he can dance and he can sing, y'all. Oh, that's fly. <laughs> I seen him sing. I think it was an Usher song or something, friend. And I was like, this boy's got it all. This is great. He's got it all. Y'all, here go y'all, y'all. Uh, what was it called? Selective, deducive, reductive. <laughs> what was it? Relative they, what was it? Relative deprivation. Uh, yeah, here y'all go with your relative <laughs> deprivation asses. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Relatively <laughs> depriving Bel Air. Relatively all, depriving Bel Air. I have not Because I'm still dying at you jumping the rope, and I can't recover. You started this <laughs> war. You never ignited this fire. Look, don't you, don't you go. <laughs> it's the chain that's making it because it's like. <laughs> Finish, please. Please. He sings and dances. Bell Air. Okay. I support you, brother. Number two on Peacock, so I got to watch. The Queen's Court. Now, I know when I say that, y'all might think that it is. I'm talking about T.S. Madison and um, 
that other girl that she used to do the Queen's Choir with. No, I'm not oh, talking that's about right. that. I'm talking Queen T.S. Madison said, this is what happens. Remember, they tried to call her. They tried to say all kind of bad, negative stuff about her uh, retaining the trademark for the name Queen's Court and stuff. And so she said, she, fuck it. Y'all complaining about her trying to take the idea, whatever. She said she threw it up in the air and let whoever catch it, catch it. And it looked like Peacock caught, caught it. on Peacock. <laughs> yep. And she's like, now, nah, motherfuckers, I tried to tell y'all that Damn, this is going to happen. And so look what happened. So shout out to T.S. Madison. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, there is a show on Peacock called The, um, the Queen's Court with Tamar Braxton, Nivea, and Evan Lozada. Nivea. They are... <laughs> they have a court yes. of male suitors that they are filtering and trying okay. to find love in. And it's a good show. It's just some feel good, you know, reality TV with familiar faces. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's good. Um, so I want you to watch it. And it's some actually eye candy. It's hosted by Holly Robinson, Pete and Rodney Pete, her husband. Or is it Pete Robinson? Robinson Pete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. They're like, they're doing like the Nick Lachey. Yeah. <laughs> the Nick and Vanessa. Right. Yep. Okay. I'm with it. I was Holly like, Robinson hey. is, is royalty. Yes, yes. she is. Since mm-hmm. It is great to see her. Been down since Mr. Cooper. Okay. okay. And, <laughs> and before that, 21 Jump Street. So let's be clear. But anyway. 21 Jump Street. Um, so that's going on. The third show y'all need to watch is the third incarnation of the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. They are in ooh, Thailand. Ooh, ooh. And ah. I personally thought this was going to be a very boring cast when I was first announced because I don't watch Miami. I have I don't I Same. didn't watch season three of Salt Lake City. Um, Same. Um, I really could care less about Leah um, McSweeney. So you Same. know I wasn't interested. But Giselle, we Portia, and Candy, were, Candace were on there. And oh so, Lord, that's enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. And and not only that, I've been very pleasantly surprised by. Heather from Salt Lake City. She has had me dying, laughing. Love she's just she's just fucking funny on this show. <laughs> when she was sing, when she was getting dressed for that boat, putting that swimsuit on, <laughs> singing "Drive Back" by, yeah. uh, by Candace. <laughs> Candace yeah. And then she was singing "I Was a Hole" by Mariah. Lynn. Yes, yes. When she, she she's just funny. Her comedic timing has been good. She's had me rolling. Um, Loving this segment. Candace has been being <laughs> Candace in all the right ways. Love her or hate her, she's a pro funny. at the Housewives. Okay? And love her or hate her, she's funny as shit. She yeah. is. She and she's is. also smart. She's articulate. So right. when it comes to expressing her Which thoughts. Which is why it stings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew. I knew. I well, knew. Feel it. But, but just <laughs> wait right there, friend, because we're actually going to come around the table to you. Mm. Um, but um, um, so that you guys have got to watch The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3. And I also want to say, because it's this deep Portia looks so damn good in her confessionals on this show. Yes. Yeah, She's wearing this black watch. velvet dress and these black velvet gloves. Yes. Her hair is in looking like amazing. old Hollywood, like waves, long wave curl, like literally looking like a million bucks. Her personality on the trip has been great. She's funny. I'm really, really enjoying Portia on this show. Yes. Um, so now that we got that shit out the way, also on Peacock, you can catch up on past seasons of the Real Housewives of any city you can ask of, you can think of. One of those cities is Potomac. Fran, you know that you recently <laughs> and completed. that's where I've been residing. Uh, you completed uh, watching all of the episodes of Potomac. What are your takeaways as a person who's viewed every episode from season <laughs> one, episode one, to season seven, reunion part three? What are your reflections? 
I have a list of quotables, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was like, why? Was First down. of all, Karen is my favorite housewife. What did yes. I tell you? The glow Sorry. up herself, personified. <laughs> the so grand dame, baby. And okay. she's so funny. The way she kept saying, y'all gonna stop gangbanging me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she said gangbanging, I was like, can someone please tell Karen? Is Jamal coming? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Clanky, clank. <laughs> and she kept saying vaccinated. She got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> or what was vaccinated. the one you like, Dustin? Clinkity clink. Clinkity yeah. clink. Clank the clank. Clank the clank. That bar soap. You, and then remember, she's like, I had an enjoyable moment. I had <laughs> Ashley, shut up. <laughs> oh, and she clank said, clank. You're hot boxing. And, and, sing, sing. Hot and they were like, yeah. Well, why'd you say that? She was like, I thought it sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we went to Sing Sing. <laughs> Your fiery hot box. Oh. She's just such a kooky bird, and mm-hmm. I love her. She mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. all the things that this show is. Just mm-hmm. funny as fuck. And you know what? I love her husband. I mean, Ray, don't you love yes. Ray? He is you so funny to me. Ray cracks me up because he don't be trying to be funny, but he is. You know, um, Karen has a spinoff too, by stop. the way, that you need to watch. It's two episodes. It's a special um, about the succession of her family's land and farm. Oh, how um, cool is that? Yeah, Was it it's good? Like her family. Yes. I'm going send- yeah. to make sure you get what you need. I'm definitely going to watch. Oh, wait, here's uh, all the things. Here's another quotable that I love. When Karen was... (laughs) When she was pulling up to Giselle's backyard tent thing, she said, are we COVID testing? Are we COVID testing? (laughs) What about Giselle's goddamn house? What about that horrible-ass house, friend? You know... (laughs) It just Candace feels like, a, like different houses <coughs> put together. So I'm trying to get the vision. But it looks nice now. It looks in better. In that last yeah. season. Yeah, she's getting it. You know whose house did look fire, though? Um, Robin's. Her final house when she finished. You didn't think so? The decor? The one with the gray siding? Well, I don't mean the outside. The decor. <laughs> oh, you mean like the color palette. Inside, like, yeah. Do I like the colors? <clears throat> I can like any color. So, like, do I like like? You didn't think you the mean, decor like, white, was nice. You mean like white, black, and gold? <laughs> I just felt. I just it's very I sunshine. The Anderson was nice. heard it all before. <laughs> How is that? Is it revolutionary? Let's go with earth tones well, no, and metallic no. accents. Okay, fair. It's not groundbreaking, but I thought considering that she was the most honest we in that world. Her. Yeah, she was honest. She was talking about like they didn't have hot water and food and shit. And then she was in the townhouse 45 miles away. <laughs> like, it, it was, was also like, her fault, right? Because she's the one who apparently. fucked up the money. That's yeah, why every time you seen Juan for the like first few seasons, he was looking at it like this. <laughs> every time. He's so that's tight-lipped. Why. I'm like... He's, Did you see him telling her to get out the damn bed? When he told her it wasn't attractive. You need to get up. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know what was going on during all that time. You know what the I'm cheating, saying? Right, which I just see the getting thing. Getting up, taking walks. Because the other think- woman was getting up in the morning like you do, friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of that sketch, when Karen said she seen him with a blonde woman that looked like her. <laughs> 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 the sketch. 
Why did they use that? <laughs> Karen, Karen, Karen had had it with Robin and she had That's had it catch. with Sharice. This has been Leprechaun. It's coming around. <laughs> <laughs> and then here comes Sharice belching and taking up space, sitting around all the Sharice. It was interesting when Charisse. he said that he that they had asked her back and she's the one that turned it down. Cause I, I wondered, like, did you what, you don't think that's true? I think that it could be true though, because obviously she's not in a good place. So maybe she would say no if she if things ain't looking good for her. Why? This is what she wants more than anything: attention and fame for well, that's less than a lot of effort. Because she's still on there, so it's like, why not be a man? Well, now she came also, back as a friend. Well, if right. it's true, she also gets to say that she said no when they asked her back. And the, I don't and know, like you see. Yeah, but that I, like, was like just, a reunion casual thing that he threw in there. You know, I, I would need more <laughs> for people to right. know that. I'm um, like Karen, file, the, file my nails. The other funny thing was when they were slithering out the house because Karen <laughs> said <laughs> Wendy. Wendy. After she did wore, <laughs> didn't she wear? And it was and right in the heat of an argument. And Wendy, <laughs> at that time, I didn't like Wendy. I like her more now. But at the time, I felt like she was a complete Yeah, I'm not bucket. connecting to Wendy. I have to be and, honest. And, and it was because <laughs> of situations like that. You're, you're pretending to be so upset, but you're really not even mad. Because as soon as Karen cracked a good joke, you couldn't help but laugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just was accusing this woman of taking away your accolades. So, like, <laughs> you have to really start and being her, yourself. Her, her, you know what felt weird to me with Wendy? Like, I'm not connecting. I felt like in season two, she piped up. But they were like prepared, you know, yep. like it felt it like her things were prepared. Like she yep. was like, this is what I'm going to say if this is what I'm saying. Yep. Like she had like quotables and lines that felt very like this is a prepared. Yep. Read, if look that makes you. sense. Look at That's you. How I felt. Look at why you. Look at me all in housewife? it. Because like, now you get I? why Phaedra's pizza box read fell flat to me. <laughs> It felt prepared. You get See, it. See, I don't know. I don't know her pizza box. But just know, it's just <laughs> like it's just like the, the same way she was doing. Just energetically, it's the same. I got you. And then, okay, and, so mm-hmm. can someone explain to me what is going on with Juan and Michael? I just have a question. No, we can't explain it. I think it's just. I don't think it's anything deeper than surface level. Um, okay. It's just guys just talking shit and just being <laughs> bros. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. But it doesn't help that Juan's <laughs> name was attached to some sneaky, you know, right. deceitful gay sex related rumors. Oh, wait. Okay. I didn't know that. You know, by him being passive at Coppin State, that's why he just was relieved from oh, duty as a head coach. Got that, you. Uh, you know, with the catfish situation. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that doesn't help you being friends with this pervert, proven pervert over <laughs> here. You know, Michael Dobby grabbed an ass. <laughs> And even if Michael Darby and, and Juan ain't doing each other, I feel like they they keep dirt for each other. Even like not and to that's say that they hang out regularly, wondering, but I, that's the what way I felt he like. was I, so like he's not gonna marry her. Like, what are you talking about? And it seemed like he knew right. something. Like, like, like maybe they know. seen each other at the same sex party or something. Like, or maybe they keep it real with each other on some like I be fucking other hoes. Yeah, like yeah. it just is, and that's what made him think like he's not gonna marry her. He's out here. Like I'm mm-hmm. out here because Michael was confident. I was like, where did Michael Darby get all this confidence from? What the fuck is this? No, but he, that little. <laughs> That little scene when they were talking about the bachelor party and uh-huh. Michael like laughed and like a weird. <laughs> I 
Why also, did Justin, why did you look just like? <laughs> why did he laugh like that? Looking like Dean and Fran. Do you remember? Please tell me you remember from this past oh, season shit. when Robin had that cheap ass field day with them plastic runners going across the See, table. But I didn't understand why people were making fun. It's a field day. What are you supposed Francesca, to have? Wine glasses? You're supposed you to have. You saw how these girls treated Candace at the barbecue. You're supposed to have. Burlap sack. A dunk, a dunk tank. You're supposed to have. It's supposed to look like a state fair, as as, as close as you can okay, get it to that. Well, you're supposed to. This I is mean, the fucking housewives. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You're supposed I guess. to. Throw your I, to shit. me, it seems so. I'm like, I've been to field days where shame. we kind of just like got a bunch of little things, uh, and it's that, that like food that. was blowing around they, in the wind because it wasn't in a tent. <laughs> it should have been in a right. food tent prepared, and uh, you should have had okay. it hooked up. But they need to have a Gatorade. Table. Back to that day, right? Do you remember when um, Ashley got there with with Dean? And, and Giselle spoke to Dean. And she's like, she's like, hi, Dean. Do you remember what he did? What he do? I don't know. If when I she spoke, she's like, hey, Dean. He was like, ah. <laughs> Can I tell you how Dean didn't fuck with none of them? No. He screamed every time he saw Karen. <laughs> You saw she's like, oh, 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 she got up and just left. Cause he was like, no, no, no to you, no to you. He didn't like when I, when I interviewed Ashley for mm-hmm. season five, I was like, You're a mom to your beautiful black son. She's like, Yes. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Okay. You better motherfucking represent. That's a black baby. And I, and the way he played Giselle was the welcome, welcome mat her dead body needed. When I tell you, I seen that shit. <laughs> Hi, D. <laughs> Me and Fury laughed about that for months. Oh, you God. hear me? I'm trying to see. Um, oh, Karen talking yeah. about the tossing salads. That shit was hella funny. And then she <laughs> said, like, she said so it wait, to wait. Ray. She said, "Oh no, don't say that, Ray." <laughs> They're just cute to me. Oh, Mia. Um, <laughs> Mia. What? Are, what's my read? You know what? I'm. A, I feel like Mia just understands what she needs to do to be on this show and played the full deck. <laughs> like, lying, making up what people were saying, twisting words. Like, she was with it. To me, you threw gotta her, go if you do all that. Threw her friend under the bus of 30 years. They was fighting. It was just like, oh, okay, she with it. She with it. Jacqueline this was is, letting her ass have it at their reunion, too. <laughs> your business, oh. you're not the CEO of your business. Your business is in shambles. She's like, I came see? for the Porsche yeah, and we lied yeah. and pretend your husband did. Like, it was a lot. And what about the episode where, he, where her husband was drunk and talking about <laughs> fucking white? Like, it was just like, oh, who is and this And licking man? his tongue at Karen. Oh, my God. all the was on some shit. I thought I'm he was sorry. really fun. I'm sorry, was but fun. that was so funny when he did that to Karen. <laughs> she said people's eyes behind it, <laughs> tongues wagging. What about um, Candace throwing that salad at Mia like that? <laughs> you Cand- for you one season off of ass whooping. And That's why I'm like Candace blew me because there was there was a humbling for like a couple mm-hmm. episodes right where she like wasn't really in the episode she seemed a little bit quieter and i was like oh shit okay and next thing you know, know she's dropping them papers off at court and it's like here we go from that <laughs> moment on then she caught call, like calling giselle all kinds of crazy shit at the reunions like she just yeah she's, oh, she she went intense. in on giselle on season yeah. seven but I, yeah. what the funny thing about season seven was 
I was on Candace's side. I had no choice but to be. It was crazy what Giselle was saying about her husband. That was crazy to me. Can I be honest? Yeah. But I yeah. did I did laugh though when Andy was like, what is this old Victorian rule? <laughs> okay. I'ma keep it real though. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't believe like if, if she was trying to infer that it was like sexual assault or like making it that that's the part where it's like I would assume they were trying to pipe up for the show, which isn't cool because it's someone's reputation. You know, it can affect their families, their work like that's serious, like kind of with Karen's talking about Juan, you know, and how she had to kind of reel that back about how he touched her inappropriately. But with Giselle, I can understand the discomfort, though, of like mm-hmm. someone being like, can I go back to your room? You know, and then you go in. Her team mm-hmm. isn't there. The door is closing. Then y'all come out together. How does that look like? I totally get that part. You're still on TV. That sometimes that could be tricky. And it's like I felt her on that. Like, I don't, don't want to be with you in my room. We're on TV. She could get blown up. Like, first no. of all, so let's be clear. First of all, her and, and Candace were not close. You felt uncomfortable because y'all shouldn't have been having those side conversations in the first place. And I don't Chris know him Bassett, like that. I don't know you like you that. You don't know you. There's certain so, people's so, husbands no. I'm actually cool with like that where everyone and would see us come out and it's not a thing. So my but thing there's is, certain husbands that I don't know like that, and I'm not gonna have you in my room coming out, and that's just weird. I felt Chris that. Bassett is too involved in all of this. Yeah, it's his fault in the first place for even for responding it. to Ashley's story. These ain't your coworkers; these are Candace's coworkers. Why are you responding to Ashley's story? It should have came to the W. That Give part him was something to talk about. Too. Why are right. you asking Giselle? Can you go talk to her? You at don't need to talk morning. to her after the reunion. You shouldn't have an opinion strong enough about any of this shit because you're on the perimeter of it. He yes. is too involved in all of this shit. That's where this starts. That's the biggest number two. Number two, Giselle, qualified and and justifiable perspectives, right? No, I don't want to be coming out no motherfucking room with this nigga, whatever. Especially after, like he brought up, which I was so glad he did. She's talked about his penis every damn season, about his brown penis, and crossed all sorts of boundaries. To me, it felt a little um, recessive. For her to now feel uncomfortable in a in a in a conversation, he shouldn't have asked to do it. She shouldn't have agreed to it. Number two, right. she totally used it as a as a way to try to make him look like he was a sexual predator of some sort, saying he was a sneaky link. He was trying to see if I was with it. All that shit that she turned mm, that situation yeah, into, yeah. saying that he was grabbing that other that Sesame Street looking ass uh, niggas <laughs> ass and all that shit. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like it when people play around with them kind of accusations because that shit ain't that funny. Part I didn't it ain't get. nothing. No, Ashley's, like, I don't Ashley's like that. whole friend group, how they all came together to say that he I was like, what? That's and she was into there, like production cuts right to the footage of whatever they're saying happened, not happening. Right. Okay. Right. You see the shit with your own eyes. So it's just so disgusting to me. Because people really actually dealing with that kind of shit in real life. Right. But right, then they're making right. light of it for a fucking that. TV show. Lying on him. It's his fault right. for being in too involved. Cause I and he's all yes. on Twitter, engaging with the fans yes. and having a perspective on shit. 
he's way too involved. So hopefully he uses this to back the hell up and back the hell off and let Candace and have her job and go yeah. get him some business elsewhere. Right. You need to be finding you a fucking job and figuring all that shit out. Let this yeah. be Candace's thing. Because if okay. you notice all the husbands, granted, they were all going through shit, but like Juan, you barely saw him this season. Eddie. Michael, you didn't see him at all. No, <laughs> like, you just Eddie, heard about him. Eddie, Eddie I, I actually it. think is cool because he, he'll play around. He comes for the events and stuff. But like that seems to be it. You know, like it's very much cool. a supportive role. Right. To Wendy's main character. My wife character. is on this show right. and I'm a part of her life, but like he's I'm there not listening trying to, her to be a dad. wife. Like, sidebar, <laughs> I loved when Wendy and Eddie were laughing about they the accusations. When they, she yeah. said, I love that he too. They was cracking up. I love that scene. He was like, damn, I can't smile. Like, it's strict right. out here. <laughs> I love the scene like when Wendy was either, like, um, when they was trying to talk hey, about no Smiley way. Eddie. Remember when, yeah, when they was at the tent and Wendy was like, hey, no, what, this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her friend and then she busted out laughing. <laughs> Wendy was on fire. That was a that was one of the best scenes in Housewives history when they was outside in that tent at Giselle's house. That was top tier grade A why were Real they, Housewives. Why did they do that because her did... home was under construction okay but if you know your home is under construction then Go don't offer your home you don't have a venue right? right like why would i be like come to my house it's not ready and let's post up in a tent i and just didn't say, understand that and then say and you bitches i don't like can't use the bathroom right that you gonna invite me somewhere and I can't use the bathroom? Like, are you crazy? And then what was the thing I didn't catch where they were saying Wendy looked at her daughter weird? I didn't catch that. Nobody caught that. Because when Wendy they showed it, she looked. She was just looking down or something. I don't know. They just Giselle making shit up. That's the part just, though. People trying to create storylines it just kills yes. it. It's like, can't y'all just be the crazy women y'all are? <laughs> you don't have to create nothing. That's the problem. That that craziness, for whatever reason, makes them create this extra shit. And that's why I was really, really struggling with Giselle this season. Like, watching her dodge, why it was so problematic for her to carry on. Like, it, she wasn't it, just saying... frame it yeah, that way. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she kept trying to make it seem like he was wrong. And it's like, girl, we understand he was wrong. But, like, what part of him being wrong, like, do you have the biggest problem with so we can figure out how to resolve it? Right. Because she was like, well, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that. I didn't say that. I said this. No, and, and I didn't say knew this what you was doing. Because she kept saying a bunch of different things or pushing in little other ways as opposed to just flat out saying, like, look, your husband made me feel uncomfortable, so I can understand it wasn't a big or deal because I put myself like, in this situation. what he did to me. Right. That type right. of framing where it's like, girl, okay, now you're losing me. Right. Yeah. And then literally, let's not forget, because I feel like the whole season they glazed over her saying, I done been around men, many married men, trying to see if I was with. He was trying to see if I he, was he's with. He's a sneaky it. link. He's a, which she's so old and out of touch. That's not even what a slinky, a sneaky link I is. I know. I felt bad. Like, girl, I felt I'm like, like when we be trying to hold on and, like, and saying oh things wrong. Oh, my God. Your old ass <laughs> dancing to apple bottom jeans and shit. Shut up. <laughs> but, like, but, but I didn't like that shit because that yes. is literally not what took place per hers, her recollection and his. And that's yes. why I wasn't mad he at was Candace pissed. tearing her ass up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't mad, but it was just certain things. Though, yeah, I was just going to say some far. of those. Like, we talking about below the belt, like literally, like below the belt. And, and she's like, having fertility issues herself. Yeah, that's why I was just kind of like, I was like this girl, what are you doing? Like when she was like, I live for Candace eloquently reading and continuing to like deliver. 
shit. Like I was feeling that, Did and she? then it was like the other shit. She's a representation of that anger episode. We said though, like sometimes mm-hmm. this shit ain't got nothing to do with nobody. It's like she mm-hmm. carrying so much probably from her mom. Whoop! Like it's a lot going on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's why it just pipes up like that. Cause I'm like, yo, she be why she be so angry at these women. But you, but like, I mean, yes, it is that because even going back to the fucking conversation about her wealth and her the generational wealth, Ashley sitting up here still feeling vindicated and the fact that like I'm gonna like my sons are never gonna have uh I'm not gonna pay for them they're gonna be independent. Candace girl, wore her ass. <laughs> Candace out, was literally able to look at you and be like, girl, whose house are you at right now? That like, like, what are you doing? Like, you know though. what I'm saying? That part was funny though, because mm-hmm. she couldn't she couldn't speak around mm-hmm. that one. Like this coming well, from my mama, up, and I love you. It. Have I to depend on a man. Like it, it don't compare. So, but I just wonder what your reflections were on the cast. That's all. Enjoy. That yeah, part. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm curious. What are y'all's thoughts on Mia before we wrap up the segment? Um, Mia is what's wrong with the housewives overall from every franchise. Mia is less than authentic and. Um, uh, uh, behaving and existing in a way in relation to the cast and in relation to story and pushing right. story along yeah. that is ruining the integrity of the show. I'm with you. Um, her home life, her family, all those things, if she were a person that we could take seriously, I feel like they could be building blocks for a, some sort of house of authenticity from her. But as of right now, she is cancerous to the show. And I'm not, there's nothing interesting enough about her that she's presented thus far to make me think she needs to stay around. Even her fighting with Jacqueline was higher because she never would engage so in a way that was real. I'm Jacqueline was, was visibly reacting and for real had yeah. real responses. Crying. Mia was playing a game. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I didn't I just didn't like that. I, the the weird alliances with other cast members licking Giselle's ass and I just and then the whole don't even get me started on that the way they're playing with these looking um, at Wendy's vagina oh, themes and that tones, whole thing like, and was it Mexico and they're like yeah she, yeah that was yeah well real quick I just want to say I do not like Mia she had she was a very up and down housewife um, I don't want to see her back I think it would be cool randomly if we saw Jacqueline and whatever her story was and you know what she got going on if she's interesting enough but I also just didn't no shade but Mia just became light skin filler like it's like she wasn't really bringing anything to the table like yes she showed us aspects of her life but like what about them really stuck because it was like nothing was really connecting like I don't even believe her or anything she said anymore so like now it's like all that stuff she was presenting about her mom I feel like she was lying about so I just can't with Mia anymore and I hope she's gone I feel like that's going to be the challenge of reality TV in this day and age, you know, because when these shows started, they, it was a new concept, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But now people understand because they've been watching it, you know, they know what to play, how to play it. And because I was watching the new season of Love is Blind and it's very different. Season four, it's like people have mm-hmm. characters and storylines and motives and it just felt so weird watching because I was I'm like, this is a completely different show. The first couple of seasons, it was people genuinely looking for love and like they were just being themselves. And there's drama involved in that, but it seemed kind of natural drama just of people interacting. This season, there's like a villain. Mm-hmm. There's the mean girl. There's oh a girl. God. It's just like, what? It feels like a show, you know, like an actual show, like a drama. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's going to be the tricky part moving forward as these shows age and they bring in new characters because people know what they need to do yeah. to entertain, hopefully get a spinoff and most importantly, be brought on the next season because this is a check and attention and they'll do whatever they got to do to keep it. <laughs> but this is what I was saying, Dustin, with the resentment. It's like it sucks because there are some people that will do whatever you know, at all costs, like they don't care. Like Phaedra, who's been on the Brax. Phaedra Parks has been on Real Housewives of Atlanta. First, she was featured on Being Bobby Brown. Then she was on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, wow. She did Holy Marriage shit. Boot Camp. She was on the Braxton Family Values. Then she was really? on, now she's on fucking um, Married to Medicine. Yeah, she's on a new season wow. of Married to Medicine. I mean, yeah, hey, she's supposed to be dating a doctor. Do what you got to do. Well, those are my yeah. thoughts on Housewives of Potomac. Juicy. That was a good segment. They're going to be happy. Wonderful. That wraps that up the TV on that <laughs> Okay. Nice and meaty. Nice and meaty. Well, that means that's yeah. it for this week's episode. As always, we love you guys so much, and we'll catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.